0: Zionism is racism Israel cannot be both Israel is either a racist Jewish state or it's a democratic state for everybody and that's what I would like Israel to be I'd like a democratic solution one state with equal rights for um, uh, all its inhabitants Uh, your organization Human Rights Watch issued a report last year uh, about Israel Mm -hmm. and the conclusion was it is an apartheid state and and the four major human rights groups in the last two Mm -hmm. years who issued similar reports which the same conclusion Israel Mm -hmm. is an apartheid state so apartheid is racism apartheid is discrimination but Israel is the only member of the United Nations that I know which is officially racist. And I say this because of the uh, July 2018 nation state law which says Mm -hmm. the Jews have a unique, unique right to Mm self-determination in Israel. (laughs) Unique means exclusive. It means Arabs have no right to Mm self-determination. It means even if Arabs became a majority, mm-hmm. they would still have no right to self determination. Mm-hmm. So, but most certainly, Zionism is a, um, is a racist ideology mm-hmm. and it is largely responsible for the anakba that has unfolded throughout the last century mm-hmm. and continues today.
1: Uh, and what about those Palestinians in hospital who uh, are on life support and babies and incubators whose uh, life support and incubator will have to be turned off because? The Israelis have cut the power to Gaza.
2: Are you seriously keep on asking me about Palestinian civilians? What's what's wrong with you? Have you not seen what happened? We're fighting Nazis.
3: Welcome to the Daily Wrap Up, a concise show dedicated to bringing you the most relevant independent news as we see it from the last 24 hours. Thursday, October 12th, 2023. Thank you for joining me today. Now, today, again, again, a follow up on this topic. And I just got to be honest, my my heart hurts today, just in a a very large way for civilians on the Israeli side, for civilians in Gaza. But really, to be quite honest, because of the overwhelming amount of hatred that is being passed along as altruism today, and it really makes me—it's it, depressing—and I'm I'm trying to believe that that's not the majority. I I do believe that, but I mean, in, in the midst of all of how overwhelming it is in in you know the, the the hype and the fervor of these topics, which happens every time, it's hard to to, to stand back and not feel like it's over. like during the COVID 19 conversation where everyone's like. You know, I'm the one saying, I think the majority sees it. And they're like, Ryan, I talk to people and it's just, they don't even know. And it, it's hard when, when everyone's in, in the middle of the hype, it's very difficult to see through what's being presented in front of you. And I just I just have to admit that, that this has been difficult to, to watch the people talk about one-sided stories in this conversation. I mean, it's just kind of amazing to me that that we can, like, I've been, I've been simply saying this entire time, that, that, that civilians matter anywhere, obviously, but asking people talking about the pro, what, the, the issue, what just happened in, in Israel and saying, well, what about the civilians over there? In no way is that in, in any, not, not in English language, not in any logic, is that somehow an, ignoring one thing. It's simply going, but can we, like this, it's funny how the exact same thing in reverse happens where people are saying, well, can you condemn what Hamas did? Well, of course, anybody can stand with back who's honest and say, yes, the civilians that were hurt is a problem and anybody should be condemned for that. But what's interesting is if you go, can you condemn Israel's doing the same? Well, that's, and it becomes, you're suddenly a terrorist. It becomes hate. So think about the reality there. What I'm saying, what about the civilians, not Hamas, but the civilians being hurt? And it's not a conversation about, balance it's not a conversation about how i may miss something it's overwhelming vitriol hate i like like to the point to where i mean in fact i'll play this again but this is what i'm talking about
2: post it author lauren wise that's my instagram author lauren wise you should be raped and dragged through the streets in front of your kids that's okay thank you you're addressing Hamas. hamas a terrorist. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for your name. No. Thank you. Have no a nice problem. day. I think you should fucking, all of you fucking idiots who think that
3: it's Palestine. Yeah, that's a Palestinian flag, right? So this woman who has now basically gone dark, as far as I can tell, private Instagram, deleted her Twitter account, accosted somebody on the street because she had a Palestinian flag and said, your children, you should be raped in front of your children. Now, I don't know why we, in the midst of this mania that people can't stand back and or rather... The people that can't stand back and do it are the ones that are screaming on Twitter But where all the honest people are. Now, there's a lot of us out there. Well, I shouldn't, you know, I think that about myself. But there's a lot of people out there that are honest who are calling this out. But I also know for an absolute fact there's a lot of people out there who see what's going on and are either too afraid to speak up about it or more too morally ambiguous to make a statement on it. We, there's, for, clearly. The vast majority of our government are well aware of the civilians being hurt in Gaza that clearly don't care. That's not even hard to understand. But where are all the individual people who know that, who've known that there's aid been being sent from any left or right conversation of government for a very long time because they're civilians or because the United Nations maintains that there are millions of civilians or the fact that they're, as we just said, or as Avi Shalom said at the beginning, that it is an apartheid state, according to every leading human rights group in the world, just because very extreme Israel supporting people, and I mean that in the sense of any government, you got extreme U.S. supporting people all over this country, but because of very extreme Israeli supporting people that don't want to hear it, just like you try to show people what the U.S. government's doing, who are extreme U.S. supporters don't want to hear it, they just ignore the reality that there are people that are being that are be- suffering. The clip I showed you, which we'll get into, is uh, one of the leading members of the current coalition. Who is, cur- who is outraged that he even dares to ask about civilians in Gaza. Now, realize he's asking about the civilians, not the people involved. Now, we'll get into some of this today about the dynamic of people saying, well, they're, they voted for Hamas, or Hamas is the government. Well, think about how ignorant it is for somebody to say, well, you voted for, uh, they, so they're voted in, therefore, all of them are part of that. I asked somebody online today, which, of course, they never responded, well, did you vote for Biden? Did you vote for Trump? One of those answers is going to be no. Okay, so the fair based on your logic, you could say because of what Trump did, you're responsible because he was voted in. I mean, it, it's a, it's amazing the kind of clumsy narratives we lay at other governments or other countries when we understand the nuance of our country. When Lindsey Graham says something stupid, do we think the U.S. government like my my point about this is if we if somebody like Lindsey Graham or anybody, says something about what they want to do. And China were to frame that as the U.S. government said this. We all would go, well, that's stupid. That's just Lindsey Graham. But why can't we apply that same nuance to other directions? The problem is that people are so hyped about what's going on right now. There's been very serious war crimes, as far as I can tell, that have happened on both sides of this conversation. And the the amazing reality is now, as I say that, and as you guys know, I've been saying that from the very beginning, being very skeptical about all of this, The point is civilian lives matter no matter where they're being hurt. Now I'm being told that when I'm saying that, I'm secretly, wink, wink, hiding how I hate Jews. That's literally what's happening online. and So I can tell them what I think, and they go, no, you don't, you hate Jews. And that's why you're saying that there are civilians on both sides. I'm, again, believing that that is not the majority, hopefully bots and manipulators, but there are people that feel that way. And what it really is, is them hiding that they don't care about the civilians in this location or are convinced that they're all terrorists. And either way, they're ignorant. And telling me because I care about both sides that I either don't believe that or somehow I'm supporting terrorism. I can't get past this. I mean, I've never seen it this stark. And we're going to get into people that you guys know about. Uh, People like Ben Shapiro, who are still tripling down on a lie story that has been proven to be completely fabricated and now he's being caught for using artificial intelligence images that either he didn't check and just like last time shared it without any due diligence or he knew it was and didn't care. You guys can decide for yourself. But today, one thing I want to say in general and, and kind of in a general sense going forward is it's, it, I'm, my motivation to this right now or in everything I do, as I've always said, is to give a voice to the voiceless right? To stand up for the people who are being oppressed, to stand up for the people that don't have the ability to get their message out. So right now, it's it's sort of like the trans conversation where they act like they're somehow not literally guiding policy everywhere and somehow in the most prominent position of the conversation, yet somehow simultaneously being oppressed. It's, it's, It's manipulation. My point is right now, it's very clear that the Israeli civilians who many of them have been attacked, potentially raped, theft, all sorts of things, murdered, And those things have happened and I can see it. My point is they have a voice everywhere in the world is very aware of what's happened in Israel. So it's not necessarily important to go look at what happened in Israel. We all are aware that there's been crimes committed or hopefully anybody objective. So my point is when you stand back, what side of this does not have a voice? And I'm not talking about Hamas. I'm talking about the civilians. And it's very obvious if you're objective and have two brain cells to rub together that the people in Gaza who are being attacked are not being acknowledged by very important people around the world. So there we go. And that is what my objective is, is to give those people a voice. Now, I'm going to make a point about this today in the overlapping discussion, but I don't think anyone's confused that. Hamas went into Israel, which is occupied Palestine, if we understand that. And that means they Hamas or any group within Palestine has a right to armed rebellion to retake the area per the Geneva Conventions. The moment that overlaps into civilians, there's a big problem there. And we should call every one of those things out. But we're all very aware that that's happening because every news outlet in the world is making these big statements, many of them lying, in fact, about things they can't prove on top of that. But what's interesting is we're talking about the Hamas dynamic right there and the Geneva Conventions. The point is we need to make very clear that whether or not you agree with what's happening, the law is clear in regard to the United Nations maintaining it's an occupied territory and the Geneva Conventions making it clear legally that an occupied territory has the right to armed rebellion, that if that goes forward, regardless of all the claims of terrorism, that that means an IDF member is a military target, whatever your feelings about it. I'm not justifying I Look, my opinion is always m- war is wrong. I don't it's interesting. Uh, I think it was James Corbin just said that. And he even got attacked from somebody who was in a similar stance to me saying, you know, talking about the Palestinian side of this and attacked him for not coming out and saying the other way around. But I I com- I, re- I respected his stance. Regardless of whether we have an opinion of which side's being misrepresented, we should stand against war in any context. Now, I can, like I said, it's obvious to point out that somebody who is fighting from a place of a legal uprising has a legal standing to do so. I still can stand back and say I don't support war because it ends up in people being killed, usually civilians. Every single war we've talked about, every single one the U.S. has been a part of, we can clearly prove that. So I think it's important to understand that. My point, though, is that if IDF members are the ones that are being taken and they're being framed as Israeli civilians, which I've already proven at least two of those cases, then we should start asking if there's more of that going on. And in the same thing in reverse, if we see lies being spread about what's going on in Gaza, we should go, okay, maybe they're lying about what's happening and we should be objective about every side of this. It's amazing that I even have to explain this. I know it's not for you guys. You guys are very aware of this, but a lot of people are watching this content. And a lot of people are sharing this as an almost an outrage conversation to act like we're all anti Semites. And, you know, it's really infuriating. So I'm going to do my best today outside of the 13 minute start to to not make this a four hour video. So let's let's go through this today and keep those things in mind. Keep in mind that civilians matter everywhere and proving to you that civilians are being hurt in Gaza. The argument then becomes, well, it's Israel or it's, it's Hamas's fault that this is even happening. Therefore, even though Israel's doing it, it's still Hamas's fault. We're back in kindergarten, apparently, with human lives. It's absolutely despicable. If that was the reverse situation and Hamas was literally doing that and saying, well, it, well," here's what's interesting. Isn't that actually what they're saying? And it's, we'll show you that they're saying, well, Israel's been killing people in Gaza. And, we've, and they have on the record been saying, we're gonna do something. That's why Egypt spoke up three days before this started and said, they're gonna do something. And I'll get to that toward the end of the show. So my point is, they said, we're going to do something if you keep bombing civilians. And they kept bombing civilians, which we can easily prove. And then they did something. So isn't that literally the logic they're using to justify the attack right now? It is. But it's amazing how people can't apply that in two directions. Well, it's a choice. Well, you know why? The same point. Because somewhere in that conversation, they don't think these people matter. And I can prove to you that plenty of Palestinians feel the same way in reverse. But we're talking about a military nuclear armed government that is backed by international powers, that is acting violently over an occupied territory that has minimal able to respond. I mean, it's, it's not even the same conversation. You guys know most of this. So let's start with an important point. First of all, that's not necessarily part of the conversation, but I do think it is because of why I think he was censored. I just want you guys to make note that Sam Husseini has been suspended on Twitter. I just think that's absolutely absurd. As he says, my main account has been suspended. I am hopeful this is because a bot doesn't understand sarcasm. X claims they did careful review. If it was careful then it w- it's insidious. Hopefully it wasn't. Regardless, please subscribe. Here's my I tweeted this out about just making sure we saw that he has been suspended and I just said, "What was that about free speech again?" you know. I mean, there are people right now literally and I mean literally calling for the death of Palestinians. Right. And, and, and vice versa. I, there's people calling for the death of Israelis. I mean, it's 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 all on the and almost most of it seems to be allowed right now. It's actually kind of crazy. And I do want to say on that note to be objective, as much as I like I just said, I can give you examples like this of it happening. I will note that right at this moment and something tells me it's going to change very soon. Don't know why. I, it's just my gut. I will point out that I, the content that I've been putting out wouldn't have been allowed in the last Twitter. Right, and I don't mean that's because what I'm saying is wrong. I'm being very objective, and I'm being—it's a—it's a core point of human civilian lives. But it gets framed as anti-Semitism, and typically gets censored, like on YouTube and everywhere else. But it's interesting that it seems that there, it, you know, at least in this conversation at this moment, I will give it a nod in the in a positive direction, aside from things like this. So we'll have to see where it goes. But what's sad is that this—this this is a person who was just really holding them accountable alongside uh side max blumenthal and matt lee and he gets censored really fast after that i find that very telling also in case you missed it they're going to send another 200 million dollars in weapons to ukraine <laughs> in the midst of all of this madness and as somebody very aptly pointed out oh so they're sending more weapons to hamas which I'm not saying that's the provable case that seems like people will label that conspiracy theory but what's interesting is you can prove that there are US backed extremists from Syria that have been sent to Ukraine that's on the record then you've got US backed extremists that were sent to Ukraine from Syria that have ended up on the border of Israel that was written by an Israeli outlet i showed you that in the very first episode we did on this topic in the ra- in the last so many in the last week so if we know that's happening, it's logical to argue that these weapons could literally end up in the hands of people that are being used to make you think Hamas is doing certain things around the area. Now, that's not, I'm not saying that's happening. I'm saying that we have evidence to suggest that those people have been sent there. And if they have, those are U.S.-backed, Israel-backed entities that are there under the guise of being somebody as like under the guise of being Hamas. That's the general argument. And if we have $200 million going to Ukraine on top of everything else, how about just in general, we ask, does anybody want that? Does anybody in this country truly want, aside from all the sycophants on Twitter or the bots we've told our people, really want to send this much more money to Ukraine? Right? I mean, think about what he's saying as we're going to get into. That, that was the Israeli member of parliament saying, or, you know, prime minister, or excuse me, um, it was Bennett, I believe. I'm, for some reason, I'm blanking on the guy's name that we showed in the beginning. It's uh, this one right here. Well, where was it i'll get to it i forgot now i thought i'd have it up here in the front but if guess not but the the or did i get lost there there we go he was on the record saying we're fighting nazis right when asked about civilians in gaza nazis you mean the nazis you're literally funding in ukraine right because we know that's the case i mean i i mean i shouldn't even need to bring it up but i but the point is that people don't believe things like this or like like the nation state law point unless you show them rights groups in 2018 demand israel stop arming neo-nazis in ukraine i mean it doesn't even make sense other than when you realize that a lot of the stuff we're told are lies that's why people like avi shalom in the beginning are telling you that zionism is racism or orthodox jews telling you zionism is not is using judaism either way the point is Azov movement Sending weapons to Nazis in Ukraine. And then you've got a group of Hamas, which there's all sorts of arguments you could make about what they really are. But if you really try to make an argument about how they're absolute terrorists, well, the real point needs to be, we can prove that they were created, at the very least, largely used by Israel. Here's Wall Street Journal, well, how Israel helped to spawn Hamas. And we'll get into WikiLeaks and the rest of it telling you for sure that they were involved in making it to be able to create the illusion of Israel. It's very clear. So what's interesting is if you make that argument, you have to ask yourself whether or not that might have been something they did by design. Or you can argue that Hamas has changed over the years and now fighting on a different side, but there might still be factions within it. Either way, it's kind of easy to make clear that when they call them Nazis, it doesn't ring true as they're literally arming Nazis in Ukraine. It's absolutely ridiculous. Now, I'm going to include this article as well, uh, Robert just put up, and I'm most likely going to put his new article up either tonight or tomorrow. This is the one from the 10th Palestine-Israel at war. Israel has no options and the U.S. Can't, cannot save it. Now, remember, Robert and lakesh has family members that have been killed in Gaza. And they believe that there's a couple more that might have already been killed. They can't get it confirmed civilians guys so just recognize that this is it's easy to prove that there are civilians being killed in gaza now whether you think they're targeting them or not you you have to realize that they are willfully ignoring that they're there and that's why i put the title out the way i did today we're going to get into all of it un members or un staffers which that's confusing when you say members as if like states but they are members of the un and the staffers for the un 30 different pupils in their school a school a un school 30 pupils have been killed that's per the un 140 children per multiple sources, even the BBC in, in Gaza. And according to multiple sources, four of the hostages have been killed. Now, yes, clearly you could there's just as much fall for Hamas for taking civilians hostages. But but my I wonder whether they are civilians and we don't know or IDF or not. But either way, the point is they bear responsibility because they were there because they took them. But Israel knows they were there and didn't care. They said on the record that they didn't care. It was quoted by one of these articles. My point is that this whole thing is not the way that it seems. And my point in saying the first part was that he's writing about this in a very analytical, logical way, even though he knows his family members were killed by indiscriminate bombing. Deserves a lot of respect for that. Now, let's start just very quickly with this article from the Associated Press. You know, you know my opinions in general on any of these platforms, but whenever I show you these directly from Reuters or whatever else, the simple point is, this is what even the mass, the high level, as we would look at it, AP, Reuters, French press agency are framing this. And it's never been like this before. And it's upsetting a lot of people. And I think it shows you a shifting narrative. And I think that's why the propaganda machine has gotten haywire. I mean, going so far out of their way to make because they're losing control of the narrative, just like it looked that crazy in COVID because they lost control of the narrative. This is from Associated Press. Palestinians scramble for safety as Israel pounds sealed off Gaza Strip to punish Hamas. Yesterday or two days ago, Israeli warplanes hammered the Gaza Strip neighborhood by neighborhood by neighborhood Tuesday, reducing buildings to rubble and sending people screaming to find safety civilians guys in a tiny sealed off territory now suffering severe retaliation for the deadly weekend attack by hamas militants there's no way around this it's collective punishment that's that is the most obvious war crime in history look it up i shouldn't need to explain this to anybody especially someone like alex bernison which we're going to get into next they don't want to hear it they don't want to see it it's a choice if you're doing if you're taking action because of a certain group that then puts that action equally applied to people that are civilians in the area that is collective punishment. And the game is to make them suffer. So you can apply pressure from within. It's the same as sanctions guys. The reason our governments apply sanctions and it's literally on the record when you look back before they change the way they present everything. And I mean like people like Kissinger, they have documents where they wrote out what these things are supposed to do. It is meant to hurt the civilian population so that they turn on the people in charge. It's very simple. So when you're doing this, when they're cutting off the power and the food and electricity and bombing indiscriminately, which is what they're doing, you can't say turn it into a parking lot like they've said many times or use the Jerichos and turn it into a doomsday. And they're literally making it clear that they want to take out the area and then pretend you're only bombing Hamas. All of this is collective punishment. Humanitarian groups pleaded for the creation of corridors. Right. At what point did we stop? Look, I'm not claiming that any of these humanitarian groups or the UN are always honest or not possible to be co-opted, manipulated. I think that's pretty much always the case. But they're pretty nebulous bodies. There's people that come and go, and the point is that they can be influenced, but it's pretty rare that we have all of them in one line and all of them saying, like, for instance, all of them saying that Israel's an apartheid state or the fact that these humanitarian groups are telling you that they've been pleading with them to let people leave. Doesn't that challenge the narrative? That they're saying they could have left if they wanted to? They're lying to us. They're saying they pled with them to. For they that sounded weird, but I guess that is correct. They pleaded with them for the creation of corridors to get aid into Gaza and warned that hospitals overwhelmed with wounded people were running out of supplies. Israel has stopped entry of food, fuel and medicine into Gaza. And the sole remaining access from Egypt shut down after the airstrike we saw, which is resp- Israel's responsible for. We're watching them shut them down and pretend like they're allowed to leave, starve them, remove the water, which, by the way, it's already 97% undrinkable. So that's pretty much a lie already anyway. But the bottom line is that they are deliberately hurting civilians. Sure, if you want to to say it's okay because Hamas did bad things, well, just be sure to tell people that you're just as bad as they are and you're okay with that. Because just realize there's no difference there. If your argument is, we're going to do that because they did it, you're ridiculous. You are the same thing. You can't act like you have a moral high ground and you have some kind of altruistic mentality. You are doing the same thing because they did it. That's ridiculous. I mean, that, that is literally as ridiculous as it gets. So let's talk about people making these arguments. Well, first, here's Alan Dershowitz making the, the argument. And I and look, I want to give a huge shout out to Cornell West here. I got to be honest, I haven't really followed much of his work in, in the recent election. I just, you know, I've never that invested in the, in the elections, quite frankly, because I know that we're being manipulated and I know that our vote doesn't really tr- translate to what they tell us it does. And I think we all all seem to know that, but don't want to admit it. What he says right here is absolutely nails it. And, and what I love is his, his determination to be very clear and say like, like calling him out right there. You know, that's a lie. You know, that's not what I mean. The bottom line is all he's saying, just like we're saying, is that civilian lives matter no matter where they are. And all Alan Dershowitz wants to do is redirect outrage to one side of the argument and make him a negative person for even arguing the other side has civilians that are being hurt. And then saying that him doing that makes him a bad person. This is what we're seeing across the stage, across social media, but it's one example of it. THIS IS HAPPENING EVERYWHERE. ALLOW THE
4: KILLING OF AMERICANS TO CONTINUE OR WOULD YOU GO AND GET THE TERRORISTS EVEN IF IT MEANT POSSIBLY COLLATERAL DAMAGE ON PALESTINIANS? WHAT WOULD YOU DO?
5: I'LL TELL YOU exactly WHAT I WOULD DO. FIRST, TRUTH AND MORALITY TEND TO BE TWO CASUALTIES IN ANY CONTEXT OF WAR. I WOULD WANT TO TELL THE AMERICAN PEOPLE THE TRUTH. I would tell them what the context is, how we found ourselves in this situation. I would not jump for a military invasion and a genocidal attack on a A genocidal
3: attack. Before they keep going. So what what he's referencing, of course, is the reality of the history of occupied Palestine. Shocking that somebody has the gumption, the courage to say that. That's what he means. Like, I'd be honest with them about the real history here. They were talking about an illegal occupation and that people are, you know, and, and that's that's not okay on these on these shows. But he's also talking about the point that w- what they did. Well, for, well, let me take it a step back to Alan Dershowitz's point. This is not okay to continue to try to make this argument as if there's some kind of a moral high ground here that, well, they did it. So we should go in and it's okay if there's collateral, or at least it's acceptable if there's collateral damage. Like, that never used to be the stated policy. It was more of an afterthought. We're like, well, we we didn't, we were not, we weren't going to, but it happened. We're sorry, and it wasn't on purpose. Now we're at the point where they're like, that's going to happen. Well, wait a minute. That used to be a war crime. Well, it is still a war crime. You don't get to just indiscriminately bomb areas where you know there are civilians and go, well, too bad they were there. The bottom line is what they should do, seeing as how it is an option, is take troops and go in and get the bad guys within the people that are not involved. You see, the problem is, one, they want to just pretend like everybody there is involved because that's the narrative or because they say that Hamas is in control, which is not even remotely the truth. There's a whole discussion to be had about Hamas and the election was a while ago. And then the overlap with Fatah and the overlap with the PLO and what actually, or excuse me, the Palestinian Authority and what actually happened with the Doha agreement and all sorts of conversations where it was kind of left up in the air. And the point is, there's a lot of Palestinians that don't believe Hamas is what represents them. I mean, it, there's multiple factions that take action, and the bottom line is to just pretend that it is Hamas and everyone there supports them is a childish argument. It's incorrect, and it's easily proven to be false just simply listening to Palestinians. But, of course, they'll go, they're lying. Oh, you know that, do you? I mean, it, it's, it, it is childish the way that very grown adults dr- deal with these kind of situations. So by going back and saying collateral damage, what else should they do? I don't know, not commit war crimes? Isn't that the whole standing of the US government that we're and and you know, they're allies that we don't do that, that we're better? Oh, but here's some cluster munitions because Russia's using them. Yeah, the reality is that's all a bunch of BS.
5: A military invasion and a genocidal attack on a A genocidal attack on Gaza. No, no, it's not. Where are they supposed to go? When you're you're going terrorists? This is like Warsaw, 1943. Where do they go? Where do they go? Yes. Let me tell you where they go to. They go 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 to the UN. UN
3: UN is Gaza. Oh, you mean the UN that literally just reported that they got bombed and people died? I'm going to get there, guys. Yeah, I already reported part of it yesterday. But think about think about what it takes to argue that they can go to the UN while we know that the UN just reported that they had 11 members of their staff killed, 30 pupils from within their school killed, right? So let's just pretend they could have run to the UN, which by the way, he doesn't even know he's talking about because I don't think he's even thinking about that location. I don't know where I can't, I'm just trying to grab it real quick. I, I thought I had it right here. Hold on. Making sure I didn't accidentally remove it somehow. Oh, there it is. So in case you haven't seen this, this is the United Nations telling you we are very sad to confirm that 11, 11 colleagues have been killed since 7th of October in the Gaza Strip. Some were killed in their homes with their families. If you're pretending this isn't real or you're denying this, you're a disgusting human being. It matters just as much as Israeli civilians being killed or hurt. UNRWA mourns the loss and it's grieving with our colleagues now also the report when I'll get into the full report shows you that there have been 30 UN pupils from their school that have been killed so let's go back to Mr. Dershowitz they go they
4: They go they go to no 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 the UN has places in Gaza they They, go to the 11 people have been killed in the last few
3: days Cornell knows what's going on man. they go to Egypt They go. Oh, you mean the play? You mean the area that just got bombed? So they're not allowed to leave, as the AP just reported. You see, my point is people like Dershowitz are either wildly uninformed or just simply don't care. These people are not allowed to leave, even if it was open. Cornell knows that. It's a simple fact, guys. And it's very clear, as even the AP just reported. All they're saying is they gotta just leave. And all the sycophants on Twitter will scream that at you and it becomes a vitriol-soaked, nonsensical conversation where nothing matters. They just want to attack you for being a Jew hater despite what you say, even though that's completely false. In my case, anyway, and plenty of people that are just arguing for the lives of Palestinians. I guarantee you there's plenty of racists out there. I'm staring at one of them right now.
4: So had to wait get a minute get out. let Come me on, make brother. another thing clear no, gaza no, no. city is very dense Absolutely. but gaza Distance. itself the gaza strip there's lots of room the israelis have said get out of gaza
3: city go to rafa go to uh, uh khan Yunis. go to other places oh yeah the area where the settlers are being proven to be murdering people or i'll get into khan Yunus in particular showing that they just bombed the area right this guy's an idiot man he does not know what he's talking about or he is lying And we can prove to you that the areas that he keeps telling you to go to are areas being attacked by all sorts of roving groups of settlers and all sorts of different things. This is not hard to prove, guys. It's being publicly discussed and paraded around as a positive thing in plenty of circles. Syrian girls sharing it constantly. And it's not some hypothetical screenshot. You're looking at images or rather video of these same settlers that, by the way, even the United Nations and different human rights groups have called out repeatedly over the years for doing exactly that. It's not hard to wrap your mind around. And you know what Hamas no is saying? With no water, no Wait a food, minute. no electricity. You know what Hamas is right, right, saying? Right, right. That's the last, one I, should, I, I mean, I'm trying to stop it all the time, but the point is, so they're going to run to the other side with, with what food, what water, what electricity, what's going to keep them alive? They're not allowed to leave, but then yeah, run over here to the corner, you know, and, and, and then on all of that, your argument is just run out of the way as we bomb your family's home just because bad guys we think might be anywhere in this 25 million, you know, It's nobody honest can make this make sense. It's all about outrage and moral indignation and has. And by the way, when you're not even on the moral side of this, when you are literally murdering more people than I've seen in a really long time and realize that what we're being told about what's happening in Israel. I've heard a lot of numbers and I've only seen a little bit of it verified. And I'm looking and I'm sure they'll just pretend that I'm not because that's the easiest thing to do, just pretend and assume. But my point is that we can prove with endless amounts of video, record, and and again, the United Nations telling you their own locations have been bombed. We don't really need any more evidence to understand that it's indiscriminate bombing. Do you think they wanted to bomb the United Nations? Maybe, but I would argue no because it's going to make them look really bad. So the point is it just kind of just, they're indiscriminately bombing. There's even people that are talking about the kinds of munitions they're using and it turns out they're cheap and hard to be precise and the bottom and that's just a choice right and there's all sorts of this stuff happening and a lot of the actions are showing that they do not care about the civilian lives as he told you in the beginning clip how how dare you bring up civilians in gaza saying don't go oh, I'm, I'm not here to Awesome. Or you I'm... are con Yunus. go to other places and you I'm not don't here to defend go.
5: Hamas. Hamas. Well, you are oh, him. I'm not defending oh, Hamas. Did you ever lie on me Did like you that? You I'm what? defending the suffering of, of, of Palestinians I and the of to hear and Hamas self committing hear, war crimes. I want to hear you.
3: See, it's just you don't even want to listen. He's—I mean—you're blatantly lying about him. He, he say, he'll say verbatim, "I am not—I con- I condemn Hamas." And then people in the comments of this video will say, "What a Hamas supporter!" He's a terrible person. It's—it's just—it's—it's it's infuriating. And, I, and quite frankly, I think we're being overwhelmed with some very, very intense propaganda, any bots and everything else we see. And if you're still pretending that that stuff doesn't exist when it's something that you believe in, you're just lying to yourself. They've openly discussed their entire you know, social media bot armies. They've, we've seen the rooms where they have all these it's, – it's intelligence apparatus. It's what they do. CIA, Mossad, all around the world, they all have their energy or their efforts to manipulate the conversation. So when we have people that are coming out just blindly saying the same thing, River, he just said he doesn't support Hamas. Hamas is not Palestine, and that's another thing people are laughing about because they don't know what they're talking about.
5: Anybody who commits war crimes are barbaric. I'm yep. saying that explicitly, but yep. I want you to yep. say if the Israeli defense forces are killing children, are they barbaric? No, no. Are they, barbaric no, no, are they, no, are they ever no, barbaric? No, no,
4: no. If they no. target, if they target children, yes. So. Have, they I, no, children? They they have, have they ever targeted children? Oh. No, absolutely never, never, never in the history of Have they
3: ever targeted? Guys, that, that's a blatant lie, and we all know it. Alan knows that's a lie. He's a dishonest person. That's why he has a narrative that he's trying to sell. We have verified evidence that they have targeted children. We have generals from the IDF who admitted they were told to target children. And we have video evidence of it happening more times than I can count. You want to watch Abby Martin's documentary? It'll blow your mind. It's disgusting. But even more than that, this argument about, no, 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 Target! Target. Okay, so you could openly say that you don't know where your hostages are, but we're going to bomb the area and we're not going to pretend like that means they might die. And some of them have or that we have evidence of the U.N. being bombed and we're going to pretend like that was what an accident or the fact that if you just continue to say that you're going to bomb the entire area, get out of the way and then act like you're not like at the very least, just simply not caring whether you kill them is the same thing. To say that we didn't target them directly and just pretend that you don't know where they are, that's just a sidestep. All they do is pretend that everything we hit was a Hamas location, and everyone like Alan blindly regurgitates that. It drives me crazy. You can't, whether they deliberately are aiming at every civilian versus everything else, or just simply not even factoring in whether they're there, it's the same thing. And we all know that. It's a war crime. You are bombing a civilian area, you're you're a war criminal. You've got to get off the crack pipe, and, and, man, please. And, and, <laughs> no, no, never and, in the history it's, it's have they ever targeted oh, a child you've got to get off the crack pipe, and, and, man, please. And, and, no, no, they
5: never targeted a child. Please. You don't think they killed one innocent not person? Not purposely, To 1948? No. No. Not
4: not wow. purposely. Are they that pure? Are they that pure? You don't have to stint? be very pure on, not to kill please. a child, not to kill oh. a child. Oh. Let, me, let well, me— They kill 550— Hold 50, on. 50, let me show something. Because they're
3: being used as human
4: shields. Let me show something. And and there you go.
3: And there you go. See, because there's always an excuse. And even though you can prove that the Israeli government has an open policy of their neighbor policy where they use children like that when they go to seek out other Palestinians and you have an endless procession of videos showing you dragging the child around the many different uh, blindfolded children they bring around or even when they're not. I mean, it's open. Now, I'm not going to say that Hamas is not capable of using human shields. But the bottom line is that you can prove that the claim is hollow. You're, they're not just bombing only great, like that would mean that every single child that they're talking about being killed is all being used as a human shield. And yet, at the same time, they're arguing that they aren't like that they're, they don't know, right? That we don't know exactly where these uh, hostages are or anything else. But somehow you're able to know that the area you bombed within had both Hamas and then the hostages they had in there. Does that make sense, right? Somehow you don't know, but at the same time, you know afterward, right? I mean, it's this simple to realize these people are being lied to and people just don't care. Either way you spin this, people died, civilians died, UN members died, and Allen doesn't care. And Cornell says they'd matter on both sides. And when he brings it up for Allen, he goes, no, only one side. It's kind of easy to see what we're looking at here, guys. Now, here, we're going to come back to this BBC article in a second. Here's the B- a BBC uh, part from October 9th with kind of like their live updates saying Hamas armed wing issues hostage threat over Israeli airstrikes. Now, we already talked about this, right? Now, I, 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 pers- I wondered whether or not the word civilian was something that was a mistranslation on purpose, which we've seen happen in Syria, in Afghanistan, in Israel all the time. We've seen this more than once. <clears throat> but we know there are civilians that have been captured. At least that uh, seems to be the case, even according to Hamas. My point, regardless of that, I just want to point that out because that happened before. And again, for those that are outraged by something like that, it's amazing how people lose their objectivity when they become emotional, right? Which is the whole point. It's just an objective point. It's happened before, so we should consider it today. Amazing how that upsets people. But here's what it says. The armed wing of Hamas, the Al-Qasim Brigades, has announced it will begin executing an Israeli civilian captive in return for any new Israeli bombing of civilian houses with, without pre-warning right so what they're saying is and that they of course framed that as they're threatening to execute us so now we're going to attack them no the point was they're going and just like the opening argument that they don't want to tell anybody they said as even egypt we're now finding out was telling them 3 days before it happened that they've been telling you they're going to take action for months because of the indiscriminate killing of civilians and every time it happens like we're going to do something and they don't care This is Al-Qasim spokesman says in a post on Telegram, he blamed the move on Israel's stepped-up bombing and killing of children, women, and elderly inside their homes. He added that, quote, the ball is in their court from now on. So do you see what's happening here? From both sides, they're pointing at the other side and saying, it's it's their fault that we're killing people, right? So, of course, his point is, when Hamas kills these civilians, it's because Israel's bombing us. But then Israel says, well, when we bomb civilians over there, it's because you're holding them. Do you see how dumb that is? So both sides are making the same argument. And both sides are making the same unjust argument to say somehow it's the other guy's fault that we're killing this person. You see what I'm saying? Now, I'm completely capable of pointing out that that's ridiculous from loss's side, but they will not say the same in reverse. And yet I'm the bad one. I'm the blind one. Because the truth is, in their mind, there's only one right side in this. That's not true when there are civilians being killed on both, period. And they know somewhere in their minds that that's true. They just don't want to admit openly that they just don't care about those civilians. Interesting, isn't it? So how long will it go on? And of course, the real point to take it all the way back to is, yes, the beginning of it all. The illegal occupation and the, ar- the rights to armed rebellion, which does not include civilians. But there- that point will always matter in this conversation, especially since we're talking about a massive nuclear-powered occupying force and then an occupied area with very minimal ability to respond. So it's kind of interesting to see that complete unjust comparison. Either way. To pretend it's their fault for your actions is ridiculous. But if you can acknowledge that here, but not there, you're a child. Now, here's what Alex Bernison put out. Want the power back on? Really worried about your the babies in your hospitals? Free the hostages you took in violation of international law instead of threatening to execute them on camera. Yeah, except, you know, miss the part where they're threatened to do so because of the murder of civilians on the other side. But, you know, that part of the story doesn't matter. But also the violation of international law. You mean like the illegal occupation of a territory or the 75 years of open slaughter of people that nobody cares about? You know, it's amazing the what people can ignore, you know, like his ridiculous coverage on cannabis. I have to always point that out. But here's what's interesting to me. All that back and forth aside. You want the power back on. Right. So you're speaking to Gaza, not some Hamas area, the entirety of the densely civilian populated Gaza. Millions uh, over a million children. Worry, he literally says worried about the babies. Well, then give back your hostages. So he's doing the exact same thing. He is just as morally corrupt as the other side. That's what he's making clear. That I'm the that we're okay with the babies dying, not Hamas, babies, because you've got our people. Now, if you're supposed to be the good guy, you know, the moral, the rules-based international order right? You're supposed to be the one that says, well, we're going to do the right thing, right? We're going to go in after you and do everything we can to make sure the babies and civilians and everybody else, including the hostages, come out okay. Not go, well, it's your fault. Everyone dies. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself, right? There's a ridiculous argument here. And he knows that. He's not stupid. And I said, so all you're saying is that you're just as morally corrupt as they are, that, that you're willing to starve and kill innocent civilians because they did. Good to know civilian lives matter wherever they are and targeting them is a war crime in any context. And this person says, there's no moral equivalence here. And I said, so according to the UN, 11 staffers, 140 children, which we'll get into the children part of it as well, have been killed due to indiscriminate Israeli bombing per the Israeli government's own statements. I care about civilians in Israel and Gaza. Can you say the same? Of course not. But here are some of the responses. Now, first of all, with him, of course, I can't stand the stupid quote tweet response game that he plays and a lot of them do it's really meant to only get your response and hopefully they miss you and don't respond back but he says he says nope i'm saying if hamas which gaza's residents elected you know back in 2006 and he misses everything that happened since then but you know journalism elected as their ruling power holds hostages as human shields which by the way The the idea of hostages is not necessarily the same thing as human shields, but there is a fair point to be made about the fact that having them does count as using them as defense, but you could argue that that's something Israel's been doing for 75 years, but that's not here nor nor there in this point. He's saying because of that, Israel is well within its rights to blockade Gaza. Okay, so up until then, other than the completely uninformed point about the election, hostages human shields. Right. So you could argue that very clearly because they have hostages, well, Israel has a right to do something. They have a right to take action, go on the ground. I mean, even let's realize this is an area they're technically in control of, not on the internal areas, but absolutely around it, food, water, electricity, clearly. So then do something about it. It does not affect the civilians. But the point is they're terrified to go in on the ground, which is why it hasn't happened yet, because they've already been embarrassed in the past. So what do they do? They just bomb everywhere in hopes they'll give them back or kill them in the process and blame them for it. Which, by the way, is what's happening. But my point is, to do that, to blockade Gaza, is collective punishment. I mean, is the verbatim definition of collective punishment. He says, nothing morally corrupt about refusing to aid an enemy. So now he's just trying to walk it back a little bit and act like, no, we're just talking about aiding them. No, you're cutting off power, electricity, and water, and continuing to bomb during that to a massive civilian area. He's not stupid enough to think that's not happening. He said, I said, collective punishment, Alex. Are you truly not aware of that? It's a war crime. And Israeli military is at the very least not considering the over a million civilians or the Israeli hostages or the U.S. citizens, by the way, that are in Gaza. I'll get to that in a second. Interestingly enough, and U.N. staff in Gaza as they bomb. Hamas is not Palestine. Interesting. But of course, here's what he captioned again. And I said, I'll get to my response in a second. They said, sorry, it's not collective punishment. Get this to refuse to supply your enemy with aid. That's not what's happening, Alex. That's a very weak sidestep when they won't even release the hostages they kidnapped. That's just an emotional scream. We all know there's hostages, man, right? We get that. There's hostages. That's about that points clear. And yeah, they're, 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 it's war. People are going to die. I'm not justifying or condoning any of it. Israel's killing people right now. The point is because Hamas has hostages, you're justifying collectively hurting civilians. You can't pretend that by turning off the electricity, it only hurts Hamas. You can't pretend by turning off the water, which is already 97% undrinkable, that it only hurts Hamas. You can't pretend that turning off the electricity only hurts Hamas. Especially when you know there are hospitals full of civilians and children in literal incubators that are being left to die. But that's okay, in Alex's mind, because they have hostages. Right, morally corrupt, guys. I said, first of all, can you stop the ridiculous quote-treat game you play and just respond like normal? So cutting off power, food, and fuel to all 2 million people in Gaza, half of which are children, some incubators, hospitals, is somehow not collective punishment. That is literally embarrassing. To which he did not respond. But I'll show you that he's continuing to make the same point. Now, some other people said some things that I think are important to make clear about either Alex's audience or people that just continue to not be able to wrap their mind around the fact that there are civilians in Gaza to my response about the fact that, and even posting the UN tweet that shows the fact that they're telling you 11 of UN members have been killed and in their own homes with their families. He says, I don't know who you are, but you're a terrible person. Okay, I'm a terrible person for saying that one, UN members died and that collective punishment is wrong. My statement's right there. I mean, I'm just kind of blown away by this. And I said, I care about the civilians in Gaza and in Israel. Do you? But I am a terrible person. Right? Keep lying to yourself to hide your hatred and bloodlust. And, he and here's my point. He says, no, you don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you just hate Jews and use that to obscure your hatred. You're a bigot and a raging anti-Semite. <sighs> I mean, how dumb, right? I mean, you guys know well, that's the opposite of everything that I do. I oppose racism and hatred and bigotry and everything is everywhere I go. But because he doesn't like that I'm calling him out, that's what he does. He was res- I said, thank you for making my point. I speak up for innocent people. And as I have said from the start, Palestinian civilians being hurt, killed matter just as much as Israeli civilians being hurt and killed. That you are unwilling or unable to say the same in reverse is disgusting. Another example to the same response about the collective punishment, this person says, we're at war. Of course, the typical U.S. response of people that are blinded by the two-party paradigm, that somehow when we're at war, these things are okay, but only for the U.S. side or U.S. allies, right? Of course, because when they do things in reverse, terrorism, right? Or Iran or Iraq or Afghanistan or any place we're talking about, right? When they do anything back, bad guy terrorism, right? When Iran goes into Iraq to help fight off the illegal invasion that still goes on to this day, they called them terrorists, that's why they they literally declared their their military a terrorist organization, because the hundreds of them that actually did fight and did kill some Americans were doing so in defense of the illegal occupation of Iraq, which went on to kill over 500000 children. But yeah, but Iran's terrorist because they did that. Right. You starting to make sense of this to realize who really are the ones framing this in a negative way. But he goes on to say that uh, we did not start it, but we sure will finish it. Classic hubris, right? Unjustified. Did Hamas expect us to turn the other cheek? Oh, so now we're back to Hamas, right? Not the 11 people that died in the UN and their families, but Hamas. They just can't separate this in their mind. Sorry, you and they misunderstood our forbearance in the past. So those UN members are Hamas now? The 140 children killed so far in Gaza per the UN are Hamas? Are you able to admit that the civilians have been killed even with their families in the UN areas within Gaza? I bet you're incapable of admitting that verified fact. And yeah. Apparently so. Another one. And this goes back to another comment when he originally said, so you're saying they're all just as morally corrupt as you are. This person says they had warning to leave. Not true. Or they, they had a warning, but they're not allowed to leave. More than the Jewish people did before Hamas butchered them. Well, they didn't have a chance to leave is the point. This person simply says leave to where? How? On a magic carpet? It's a prison camp. Israel has them under siege. And you can read about this in an old Guardian article. I mean, it's amazing the kind of willful ignorance we're seeing. And nobody here is trying to ignore or condone the attacks on Israeli civilians. It's just as egregious no matter what the civilian looks like, where they come from, or what they believe in. But as much as I say that, they don't care. They don't think that's true, I guess. Here's what he goes on to say after that, re- despite not responding to my comment. Israel has no humanitarian break to Gaza siege unless hostages are freed. This looks like it's, uh, I'll push down Reuters. Absolutely the correct stance. So just right back to it. It doesn't matter, right? So we will continue to hurt Gaza until they let go of the hostages, right? Plenty of people seem to agree with that, but that's collective punishment. So at least acknowledge it's a war crime that you no longer think should matter. But if it was happening in reverse, you know, damn well they would care, right? If there was somebody that was holding hostages, like, so look at this. So right now we have Hamas holding hostages in Gaza and they're bombing the entire area until they get them back, right? So if there was some kind of let's just say it was some group in Mexico and the United States took them because they broke the law and they said, we're going to keep bombing Texas until you give us a hostage back. Do you think they would be like, oh, you are in the right? Of course not. But it doesn't matter. There is no logic when it comes to a emotional religious war, as Lindsey Graham told you we're in. But here's the report from NPR. Right. So let's realize you have these people going, yeah, keep doing all of that until we get what we want. Right. While there are Americans in Gaza. An overdue reunion became a nightmare for this American family now trapped in Gaza. Now, it says a senior U.S. official has told NPR that it's also working to get approximately 400 to 600 U.S. citizens out of Gaza, where roughly 100 of them have contacted the embassy for help. Now, the same point applies. We should ask whether these are dual citizens now. But in this context, I want it doesn't the point in reverse is the idea that they could be potential IDF members if they're Israeli citizens, but that also just have dual citizenship and the IDF membership would make them a military target. In reverse, there's not some targeting happening here. They're just bombing the entire area. And so, but it does, I'm just curious either way though. We should ask the question, regardless for a political reason. Are they US dual citizens of something else? But either way, if, the, if they're concerned about the 922 plus that they claim are in Israel, isn't it interesting that no one's talking about the up to 600 U.S. citizens that are in Gaza right now that's being carpet bombed? Doesn't that seem like a willful ignorance point? Well, a hundred of them have reached out for help. U.S. citizens are trapped in Gaza and Israel. But, of course, only one side of that is being discussed. 22 citizens died in the fighting in Israel. Or rather, excuse me, the argument that they died in Israel. And it simply says, this is them speaking out. Please, please save us. Her voice is strained. Please, I have a one and a half year old. I got him after six, I I got him after six times of IVF. I've been trying to call the embassy since Saturday. Nobody's helping. Nobody's getting back to us. Please save us. I guess that doesn't matter though, right? All the outrage about the civilians over here or rather just the US citizens over here. Interesting on nobody cares about the, apparently at least 400 American civilians or citizens in Gaza. I mean, I just can't get past how stupid that is. Like, Alex Bernison is literally now going, yes, it's okay to collectively punish, potentially bomb UN members, children, innocent civilians, and Americans even. Or Israeli hostages. Does he not realize what they're doing? I mean, what happens when the food, water runs out for the Israeli hostages, Alex? Do you not care about that? And sure, you can go on pretending like it's their fault for holding out, but what you're doing is causing them to die. I mean, come on. I, I don't need to push this that hard. It's blatant. It's, this is childishly obvious. These people are disgusting to me. Now, here's Mohammed pointing out, Gazan hospitals are becoming mass graveyards, which is exactly what we're talking about. Doctors are sterilizing wounds with soap, performing surgeries with kitchen knives, treating patients on hospital floors, no beds left, IC units overwhelmed and out of power. How's no Western government condemning this and doing or doing anything? But here's this guy's response. Hamas could end this at any time. Next time they speak to you, suggest right now. Okay, so we're okay with allowing innocent people to suffer because you're telling us it's their fault. Like, I mean, guys, here's what's important to remember. Whether or not the situation was happening, this has been going on for 75 years. They have turned off the power at their whim. They have shut down crossings. They have 97% undrinkable water for 75, or I mean, for a long time. The number has shifted, but undrinkable water to a large degree for their most of their existence and yet now we can I mean, if we have if you can't wrap your mind around that if you can't factor that in you don't care about these people and that's really what begins to pe- pe- seed in the truth today Not Hamas average Palestinians including Americans that seem to be there but you guys don't care now I played this at the beginning and this is my point this is what we look the kind of extremist ex- uh, rather radicalization that we're talking about this woman has decided that this person's Palestinian flag makes her a terrorist and says that you should be raped in front of your children. This is the kind of person that is telling us we're bad people because we're telling you there are civilians in Palestine. Right? I mean, you don't really need to see much more to understand how wrong this person is and how how completely overwhelmed with propaganda or just hiding behind their act. Their, hiding behind, They're hiding their hatred and bloodlust behind the idea that they're on the right side of the argument. It, it just really does gross me out. Oh, I think I might have uh, removed it already. Hold on. Oh, no, there it is.
2: Post it. Author Lauren Wise. That's my Instagram. Author Lauren Wise. You should be raped and dragged through the streets in front of your kids. That's what you Okay, do. thank you. You're addressing Hamas. Hamas, a terrorist. Thank you. No. Thank you for your name. No. Thank you. Have no a nice problem. day. I think you should fucking all of you fucking idiots who
3: think that it's just want you to see it Palestinian flag now the point is it's it's my i would imagine she's saying this because she believes that's what happened to people in israel which is certainly possible but let's remember even the la times has already retracted the story about saying that there's literally no evidence of any rapes that have taken place That does not mean they didn't happen just means there's no evidence for it, so right, realistically, no journalist should be claiming it's happened because there's no evidence of it. Now, somebody actually asked me a fair question and said, "Well, what would evidence? What would evidence be of that?" That's, I mean, it's a fair question. Now, we like, let's put it this way: there is evidence. I've said before, proof is what they're actually talking about. There is some evidence, for instance, of the video that shows that woman that appears to have been abused, but I've yet to see any follow-up on that or any verification of who she is or where she's from or what actually happened. We already showed you that woman that they claim was dead in the back of the truck. Her mother, at the very least, is claiming she's now alive in a hospital in Gaza, which seems to counter the entire idea of what actually happened. It doesn't make sense that they would do what they did and then take her to a hospital. I mean, it's certainly possible. But at the very least, they claim she was dead as absolute fact. It turns out at least her mother's claiming that she's not, which, you know, we should, might that might be false for some reason, too. That's why we question everything. But I just think it's very telling. How much of this has been shown to be misinformation and we're even being told that things as absolute fact that we're proving at best are unverified at the moment. I mean, we, there's. In a war, especially a U.S. war, we've seen every single time in history there has been rape and murder and theft and that happens in war, which nobody should ever be OK with. It's amazing that we just have to go. Yeah, that's what happens because it shouldn't be. And you can prove that in many cases throughout history, it's the side acting like the good guy that's the one really committing most of the egregious crimes. Either way, it's stuff that does unfortunately seem to happen in war. So it wouldn't surprise me if it did. But again, if you are allowing your emotion to dictate your due diligence or rather circumvent it, you should not be a journalist because what we need to do is remain objective in the moment, especially when there's egregious and shock propaganda coming out and potential real claims. We need to make sure we can tell the difference. But my, frankly, I don't think these people care. Now, here is uh, what was his, uh, yeah, Bennett. I was correct, member, uh, Israeli member, uh, Prime Minister Naftali Bennett, openly telling you. One, I guess somehow they're fighting Nazis now because that's just the best way to make this argument sail for some people is to make it only about Jews and only about the fact that Nazis are killing them. Even though I can prove to you there's people that aren't Jewish in Israel that were partaken. I mean, it's just it's absurd that they just drive it into that one argument and largely because they want to make it only about the one side of the argument while they're openly ignoring the far more civilians being killed in Gaza. But both sides completely matter. Civilians matter no matter what. I mean, the only reason I have to repeat that is because people try to make it up and argue we're saying something we're not. But here's what he actually had to say. And what I find really interesting is the way the news reporter deals with him. I argue that Bennett is not used to this kind of pushback, even just to say, stop talking because I'm running the show. He didn't seem to understand. He's like, how dare you act like I'm not in charge? It's very interesting. But overall, the bottom line is he has absolute disregard for civilian life in Gaza. He says it blatantly. So for to pretend like they somehow are making sure they don't hurt civilians is absolutely absurd. And of course, their entire history over 75 years shows that they absolutely do not care.
1: Hospital. Uh, and what about those Palestinians in hospital who uh, are on life support and babies and in incubators whose uh, life support and incubator will have to be turned off because the Israelis have cut the power to Gaza?
2: Are you seriously keep on asking me about Palestinian civilians? What's, what's wrong with you? Have you not seen what happened?
3: Now, here's the thing right there. Ask yourself why it's not okay to bring up civilians who aren't part of what's going on. Right? That's what they want. That's the way they try to conflate this, that they're part of it right? They're not. Palestine is not Hamas. Hamas is not Palestine. There's plenty of different people there that want no part of Hamas. Civilians. Do you think that baby in the incubator has a side with Hamas? So the point is, why is it, un, why is it not acceptable to go, what about these civilians? That does not undermine what happened to Israeli civilians. But that's the game they're playing. You got to pick a side. You can't act like both matter. And if you bring up the other side, we're going to call you a terrorist. It's propaganda. That's not. That's ridiculous. We already know this has been going on for a very long time in this country where civilians have been targeted. They've been attacked. They are treated like second-class citizens as even plenty of Israelis will tell you and Jewish people will tell you. It is an apartheid state. It matters. And all it shows you, the reason I'm making that point is because it shows you that they don't care about these people's lives. And so when they act right now and even get asked about those civilians that are not Hamas and he gets upset about it, it shows you that they're trying to push back, so people are afraid to ask about it.
2: Palestinian civilians, what's what's wrong with you? Have you not seen what happened? We're fighting Nazis. We don't target them. Now the world can come and bring them anything they want. Nope,
3: not true. They've already been shown to turn back. I mean, it, I think it was uh, was it AP? I forget what outlet just reported that they were turning away and threatening to bomb aid that was coming from Egypt. So more lies, more easily proven lies. But of course, all the people trying to support them won't care about that. But you can prove that's a lie. Nobody can bring whatever they want. That's absurd. If you want to bring them electricity, go ahead, but I'm not going to give it to you. Yeah, so you're openly telling us that you will stop helping civilians that have no part in what's going on because you don't like those people. Or you want to pretend they're all part of what's going on. Or really, you guys want to get rid of them, which you've said very clearly for a very long time. Now, yes. Fairly, you can point out that plenty of Palestinians will openly say they want to get rid of Israel, right? And so that has to be part of the conversation. But all, and then, of course, they try to make that only about Jewish people, which it's about Zionism, which you really understand. But what's interesting is, of course, it's an illegally occupied territory. And the UN's always maintained that. And the Geneva Conventions tell them to have a right to armed rebellion. So if you can't include that point, you're being a dishonest person.
2: If you want to bring them electricity, I'm not going to feed electricity or water my enemies
3: that's where Alex is getting this nonsensical talking point so by helping people who need help in civilian hospitals is giving help to your enemy maybe but isn't that what the good guy is supposed to do not help your enemy but not hurt civilians in the process not choose and knowingly take action that you know will hurt them which is the point by turning off electricity water and food it's guaranteed to hurt civilians and the hope is that it'll hurt those bad guys too that's what's happening that is disgusting
2: if anyone else wants, that's fine. We're not responsible this is, for this. This is the point. tell you, you... No, no, I, I, I you, no, man, no listen, listen. You listen no, you're, you're to me right now. I've heard trying, you enough.
1: No, no, I understand. I, we're we're trying to have a, a conversation here. Listen, this no, is my you're, you're, you're program. This is my show. You. And I am asking the questions. You're raising your voice. And I've asked you. And we've already... We've already... stopped. please. And let me finish. We've already distinguished between Hamas...
3: So now he goes, shame on you, right? It's, you know, moral outrage. I'm the one dealing with this terrible atrocity. How dare you not let me say whatever I want? It's just it's it's it doesn't it falls very hollow for me. Let the guy talk. You guys are having an interview. The point is you have come so used to being able to push your propaganda over the top of everything else. And I'm not talking about the the discussion of Israeli civilians being hurt. I'm talking about the kind of stuff that this guy's pushed for as long as I've ever seen him. Lies, like he just sold you on the idea that anybody can bring whatever they want. It's a lie. So I just, I think it's interesting how things are shifting in even that small way. But he clearly does not like this guy's trying to talk over.
1: I've asked you, and, and we've, people, already, people, we've already, we've already, stopped, people, please. And let me finish. We've already distinguished between you, Hamas. Minister.
2: I want to tell you, you
1: shame you're, you're, on you you're trying to speak we over, we no, are no.
2: not, shame on you.
1: It's nothing I'm about the, shame. I, I We're trying Prime to have minister. a conversation about a very serious situation because, here. And you are refusing to you address just it. Jump
2: over immediately. And again and again, you, absolutely not. Narrative. you are incorrect, they are responsible because I can tell you that when the UK absolutely when Great not. Britain was fighting the Nazis during World War Two, no one asked what's going on in Dresden. It was the Nazis targeting London and you targeted Dresden. So Listen. shame on you if you go on with that false narrative. Not-
3: OK, so now by simply trying to engage with the reality that there are civilians that are being hurt, which is not Hamas. He's now been called a Nazi. I mean, I guess it's just, you know what that shows me? Desperation. Because people aren't buying this anymore. Not every single person who has a different view than the Israeli government is a Nazi or an anti-Semite. But that, and again, that is exactly what Avi Shalom will tell you, that they've always used that sidestep. It's just, it's so infuriating. That this is even still happening in such a blatant way, Sky News has not been going only Palestine. In fact, most every single platform has been very wildly pro-Israel, and it's just because they even consider the side of the civilians of Palestine that they act like they're completely on the other side. It's it's desperation to me.
1: We're not talking about that, because, and that, and I, in hindsight,
2: London, and you targeted Dresden. So listen. shame on you if you go on with that false narrative. We're not
1: talking about that, because, and that, and I, in I, hindsight, many people have listened. From and in hindsight, many okay people have readdressed and
2: sever, that kind of carpet uh, bombing. Of babies. Oh, oh! I see. Now you're Mr. Clean. Shame on you. Wow.
1: Absolutely we not. And I'm not. not listen, target, Mr. Bennett, I, I, guess, I am, not, I in in Europe, I am not in the military. I am a journalist asking you questions. Are you going to yeah. let me ask you a question or you continue shouting at me? We've already distinguished between Hamas and the Palestinians. I'm right. asking you very directly, very directly. What, what do you want to ask? is going to be done to make sure that those innocent people don't get killed as innocent jewish people were killed on saturday right
3: nothing the point is it goes on like that forever i'm trying to find a a a tweet or a a uh, um Meme, I guess, uh, that was put out with Avi Shlomo I might have deleted it, unfortunately, but it was a great uh, image that I grabbed from him as a quote, basically. And it was based on what I was saying a second ago, where he he's he's he makes it very clear, right, that the they that the U, the Israeli Zionist government has used the conflation of anti-Zionism and anti-Semitism to hide their crimes. Again, there's pl- I'll get into a whole section today again about the the or actually a couple of tweets from different. Orthodox Jews around the world that are telling you what's going on, in their opinion, at the very least. But just think about that kind of response. Like, so aggressive to even call him a Nazi for simply asking about innocent people. It just absolutely blows my mind. It really does. Now, here's an example. Yale professor urged to resign for vile comments about what happened. Hamas attacks on Israel... And she says settlers are not civilians is the point they choose to highlight right there for you, which is the same point I'm making. They're not. They're armed in many cases and are acting as occupying forces, like a part of the occupying el- element of the the actual official forces. And even the you even even uh, uh, Israel is op- is very clear about this. So you if you if they're literally armed and acting alongside the idea, they, then they're not civilians. And especially since we're now proving that they are roaming around with packs and basically killing innocent people, which again, you can prove has been going on for years. But nobody wants to hear that. But here's what it says. A Yale professor is facing intense backlash after she made several remarks. They say, appearing to downplay the murder of Israeli civilians. Now, here's the point. I'm going to read you what she said. This is what I keep trying to show you. All she said is there are civilians on other sides. Like we're saying, or she says right here. She tweeted, civilians are civilians are civilians. Doesn't matter where. Oh, so making sure we're aware there are civilians in Palestine is now downplaying other civilians. No, it's not. It's being objective and logical and balanced and saying those civilians matter too. How dare you deny Israel? Civ- Who is ma- That's ridiculous. We're in this middle of My point is, once this kind of dies down. This is going to fall apart because this is being held together by shoestrings and bubble gum based on a massive propaganda push. People don't believe that civilians only matter on one side of the argument. I mean, it's, it's even the corporate media is being forced to go, come on, guys, like there's some element here. And then all that we're seeing is this push of just extreme, like vitriol spewing people across social media to scare people from standing up for the right thing right now, which is that civilians matter on any side, any side. It says. And again, she goes by saying civilians are civilians are civilians, they say, appearing to condemn the Hamas terrorist attack on Israeli men, women and children in their homes. Settlers are not civilians, she says. This is not hard. Historical anthropologist and documentary filmmaker uh, Zarina Grewal responded. It says, Grewal, who works as an associate professor of American studies, ethnicity, race, migration, and religious studies at Yale University, previously published a book focusing on transnational Muslim networks and that link U.S. mosques to Islamic movements and, and so on. And she talks about created a film that examines the radicalization of Islam and before 2011. But here, this is the tweet right here. I don't understand how in any way you think that is somehow even on the table to argue she's removing something or downplaying anything. She's just making a very basic objective point. You can disagree with it. But to flail your arms and make it about how you're denying something else is a tactic, guys. It says the tweet below is from Yale professor. And she goes, and the here's what she says, or this person attacking her. The tweet below is from a professor at Yale, and the context is babies being beheaded, which we're going to get into yet again today is being falsely spread and even going a step further where people like Ben Shapiro are sharing verifiably AI images, verifiable AI images, what they say are burned babies. So now it's apparently beheaded and then burned also, which just makes no logical sense whatsoever. Anything's possible, but we should care about things being proven as that's already been walked back by everybody. But some of these most extreme people are still pushing it. Now again, it could turn out that it ends up being real to some degree and then we got lied about it being false. My point is we don't know and they pretend that they do because they have an they have an agenda here. When saying, think about what happened to Erica here and and uh, her at Yale for simply suggesting college students to be able to reason through their own Halloween costumes, just a different social point. Yale professor proves it isn't hard to be evil. Evil, guys, evil for saying civilians are civilians are civilians. It doesn't matter where. So people who are the actual aware, the people that are aware of human life everywhere are being framed as the evil ones, as the evil ones, or rather just the morally ambiguous ones act like they're the righteous ones in a situation where they're allowing genocide. And that in no way diminishes that Israeli civilians were hurt or killed or raped. I mean, it's just, it's just I can't even get past how dumb all this is. Here's an interesting example. Imagine we live in a world where a tro- this person uh, Executive editor for TV9 Network. Okay, so you have a a Israeli outlet. It says, imagine we live in a world where a troll army of propagandists is supporting Hamas terrorists who killed innocent civilians to satisfy their own bloodlust, which is some just magical land where that's happening, I guess. I mean, there's some people I can see online just openly supporting Hamas, but 99% of what I'm seeing is the same thing I'm doing. Civilian lives matter. What about the Palestinian people? You're a terrorist supporting Hamas. I didn't even say the word Hamas. But to them, it's all the same thing because they're uninformed and ignorant. But it says, didn't spare babies, children, and elderly women. And look, took away hostages. And this is being defined, defended as fair by intellectual. Who? Who in the world is defending civilians being taken? I haven't seen any real person, any intellectual there, or anybody of any standing saying, good, they took civilians. But what they're trying to conflate is us concern for civilians and saying that's the same thing. It's very lazy and clumsy, but that's the best they got at the moment, it seems. The propagandists, I mean. Mariana points out, I dare you not to delete this tweet. Check this out. And I, I, this is the real tweet. It's easier to show on here because he even says I'm not going to delete it. But this says this pretty much summarizes Israeli propaganda. Look at what he posted. A pregnant woman in southern Israel was found by Hamas terrorists. And this is current. This is what we're talking about now. They dissected her body. Her stomach was cut open, and they took the fetus out with with the umbilical cord and let the unborn child die slowly out of its mother's womb. This is what inhumane savages Hamas do to people. Guess what? This is actually a report of the Sabra and Shatila massacre of Palestinian people by Israel in 1982. There's no proof the same has been done by Hamas to an Israeli woman. Oops. Oops. This says, from September 16th, 18th, 1982, Christian militiamen allied with Israel massacred between 800 and 2,000 Palestinians in Sabra and Shantila camps on Beirut's outskirts. They also murdered at least 100 Lebanese and some Syrians. Israeli troops who had invaded in June that year as Lebanon's civil war rage sealed off the camp while the militiamen went on their knee killing spree targeting unarmed civilians. Now, this is a historical thing you can easily look up. What's interesting is he's trying to make the, use the same old story to say this just happened in Israel. And his argument is, I haven't deleted the tweet because it's the reality which exposes Hamas, Islamist terrorists, and their crimes against humanity. Because at this moment, you can say literally anything has happened, and people like Ben Shapiro will tell you that's the truth, in my opinion. This person says a balanced and verifiable report is what a journalist needs to adhere to as the basic principle. Troll armies exist on both sides. Being a journalist isn't your role to establish credibility to what you report. The need for exclusivity and breaking news, which is the commercial drive, needs to be in check. It's a great great response just in general to point out these people are all about something other than telling the truth. Point is, there's a lot of this going on. People that are acting like they're pointing at the propagandists while they're literally spreading propaganda. Mario Narwhal, Nar, excuse me, Narfall points out something interesting. Red Cross in Gaza. It says, and this is again, the Red Cross who in any other circumstance, of course, is on the good, you know, like the propaganda. Like, I, I don't trust the Red Cross in any sense. They've been involved in a lot of huge scandals. The point is, even groups like this that are arguably part of the apparatus are, It's this is what the Red Cross in Gaza is saying. If Gaza's hospitals and all their facilities do not work, they could turn into cemeteries, which reports are saying that's already what's happening. We called on Israel to respect international law, the Red Cross. But when we, what we witnessed is the opposite. So now you've got human rights groups, the United Nations, red cross i mean who isn't being honest about what's going on that they're literally committing genocide and that's not to deny what happened to israeli civilians it's just it's incredible how this is taking over conversation in basically all of the corporate media quote we need to get medical relief food and fuel to gaza urgently nope nobody cares you're a terrorist if you say that now here is something i wanted to point out in in a minor point but just to make this clear this says, a- women are removing posters of those missing in Israel, okay? And if you listen to it, they're basically saying, what are you doing? That's for, for the, um, I forgot they said about Palestinians. And she goes, well, I'm doing this for Palestinians. Okay, so my point is, I can't make out what those posters say, which in a small point, if people are sharing this without knowing what they say based on the fact that they think that's what it says, again, those journal- there's so many journalists that are doing that today. that just go, oh, well, I agree with that. But even... Did you take the time to make sure that's what the poster said? They could be wrong. They could be lying. Anyway, the, the point is, it does seem that's what there are, because I looked. I cannot make out what those posters say before I looked, I posted this. But if that's what they are, that is the exact, that is the, dang it, the exactly, exactly the same problem I'm pointing out. Outrage for your side does not eclipse the suffering of civilians on the other side. Let me say that again. Outrage for your side does not eclipse the suffering of civilians on the other side. By pointing out one of them does not overrule the other, does not undermine the other. Anyone acting like there are not two sides is a horrible person. So if these these women taking down posters of missing people in Israel, that's that's ridiculous. That is, not, that is them being overwhelmed by their own outrage for what is definitely happening in Gaza and do, taking it out on what seem to be innocent Israeli civilians that are missing which some of them may be IDF members. That's why I say we need to make sure we understand that. But regardless, it does seem there's plenty of civilians that are being hurt. So we have to care about that. Civilians matter. Now, here is Torah Judaism pointing out hundreds of anti-Zionist Jews clashed with Zionist Israeli police in Israel, occupied Palestine, who came to take down Palestinian flags that were hung by Jews in the Mia Sharim neighborhood of Jerusalem. Jews then proceeded to throw stones at Israeli police to prevent them from lowering the flag. Now, yes, this is I, I, the, Torah, the Torah Judaism group, which is the Orthodox Jews that are very outspoken about and, against being against Zionism. So when they say it's, you know, racist for them to do that, these are Jews that are doing it and they're standing up telling you that they're lying to you about what the whole thing is. The point is that I'm going to show you later that there are now Israelis all over the country that are, I have two examples of members of parliament or just members of the government being kicked out of hospitals because of what's going on by Israelis because they're saying you're destroying the country. So as our governments are telling us that everybody over here supports the same thing, it does not seem to be the case. I'm seeing Israel's Israelis all over social media commenting other American posts who are saying everyone in Israel is on the same side. And they go, no, we're not. We think they did this to us. Now, I'm not sure where I stand on that. But it's a very clear Israeli talking point right now from citizens that they think their government allowed this to happen. It's, it's an interesting overlap, and then of course we've got people that are so upset about either what's going on in Palestine or the fact that they're doing all sorts of things, the judicial reforms and everything else, that they're kicking these people out of their hospitals. So let's not be let's not pretend like this is a one-sided affair. But here's what they're let's just show you this clip of them. Oh, I'll just play it right here. It's just it's just a that's an IDF member trying to. Break, kick this thing down, or actually, what does it say? The uh, yeah, Z- no, the Zionist Israeli police. That's important, actually, because I'm pretty sure the outfit is exactly the people we see at the concert, which is relevant. We'll show that later. Out of his uniform, trying to take down a Palestinian flag. IDF beating up Jews. You're not supposed to see that. Corny is it happens all the time. This story is not as simple as they want you to think. That guy right there, that's the one that's the police member. It's very exact same uniform. Look at all this. This is not some small thing, guys. Remember, this group in general has has organizations in New York, in, in London, all over the world. So to pretend it's just all all, I mean, these people support Palestine and arguably support any civilians. I mean, I don't know their individual opinions, but that's what their sentiment seems to mean to me every time they talk about it. They simply argue that the Zionist government is the one manipulating everybody. That's what their main argument is. I find that very important. Now let's get into... The numbers we're hearing now, the U, uh, the well, rather the multiple locations. I've seen it from the UN. I've seen it from BBC. Uh, I, even Max Blumenthal reported eighty in in the State Department here uh, briefing, but from Palestine side, they're claiming three hundred and twenty six children have been killed. Now, again, this is where you can argue that you need to remove your emotion if you're trying to journalist report as a journalist. My point is, we should question that. We shouldn't just blindly accept that because in any sense, we know that places will try to, you know, increase their numbers, even if they want to do it because they think they're in the right. Just like I think right now, Israel is overblowing the amount of people that have been killed because they want that to seem like they're the ones being, you know, attacked, which they are. Right. But again, from a legal standpoint, not the civilians, but the actual action of invading and, and taking military action is protected under the Geneva Conventions for any occupied territory, which the UN has always maintained. 326 Palestinian children killed as Israel plunges Gaza into darkness. There's a whole report, you can read. I just want you to understand that this, this is from Defense for Children International Palestine. Here, again, is the United Nations making sure we understand. 11 colleagues from the United Nations staffers have been killed since October 7th in Gaza. Some were killed, but they're in their homes with their families. So let's not pretend like this is some kind of accident. Like this is indiscriminate bombing. That means just look at these images. I'll show you some in a minute, like my main image today. That's a classic residential age, gone. The United Nations mourns the loss and is grieving with our colleagues and their families. I didn't even look. I want to see if anybody was making some disgusting comment. It doesn't look like it. I mean, it'd be a pretty hard sell. No, it doesn't look like it. Helping terrorists at, is a risk. Yep, there's one right there. Look at that! What a disgusting person. So these are members of the UN. So they, see that their mindset is that every Palestinian is a terrorist. So if they're there, they're helping terrorists. Like this is the kind of broken, disgusting mentality that is driving the conversation right now. And most of them are afraid to admit it because they know it's ridiculous, or they know it's just hate. Or they don't want to make that clear. They want to pretend like they're on the right side of everything. So when we go, "Don't you care about both sides?" they go, "You're a terrorist." The really thing is, they're just avoiding acknowledging that they don't care about both sides or civilians anywhere is the right way to frame that, not to make it like a binary conversation. Civilians everywhere matter. Bottom line. Even the Times of Israel, guys, just in case there's people out there that are pretending like that's a lie, Times of Israel, a leading Israeli platform, is telling you 11 UN staff, 30 pupils at their schools, UN schools killed in Gaza. So let's know oh, they're bombing schools, they're bombing hospitals, they're bombing everything, guys. And it's obvious. Now, what it says down here, at least 11 staff, 30 students in the U.N. schools have been killed in the Gaza Strip since Hamas launched their devastating shock attack on Israel. 11 members, that's just the quote, 30 students have also been killed and another eight have been injured. Children, students in the U.N. schools. The dead included five teachers. Get this, guys. The people they killed. Five teachers, a gynecologist, an engineer, a counselor, and three support staff that the, the, the United Nations RWA Deputy Director Jennifer Aniston, that's interesting, oh, excuse me, Jennifer Austin, said, said in a statement, right? So this is directly from the United Nations. UN staff and civilians must be protected at all times during conflict. We call for the fighting to come to an end and spare more civilians' lives lost. And of course, they call them terrorists for saying that. Just unbelievable. Now, here is the kind of updating live BBC report. Hamas attacks on Israel, an act of sheer evil, says Biden. Now, I just wanted to quickly go through this. I highlighted uh, screenshots on most of them so I could just rapidly go through it. Here's the the page that I'm coming from just to show you where the BBC was reporting 140 children, 105 women. Right. So at the time they said 690 had been killed, Palestinians. It's gone up way farther than that now. But even then, on the 9th, it was 140 children, 140. Now I want to go through. That was just that one. I had it saved in case it went away. But I want to go through some of these other posts. Look at, the, go, look at what some of these reports are being stated from the BBC of all places, which is like the last place I would ever, ever just blindly take a face value. My point in showing it to you is because it's typically the group that is wildly towing the line. And yet they're putting out reports that are exposing things that even the Israeli government and people on Twitter are acting like can't be true. So it's important to think about. Question everything. It says attacks on Gazan cities was without any warning whatsoever. Right. Despite them, because that's the point is even though they were going to get out now, they were bombing before that happened. And even after that, the point is they have nowhere to go. But it says people are sleeping in the streets after Israeli airstrikes in the Gazan city of Khan Yunus. Oh, look at that. Here is Alan Dershowitz. Quick, go over there. It's completely safe. They bomb that area. Oh, here, leave through Egypt. Bomb the way out. You think that's by accident? Alan Dershowitz is ridiculous, man. And it says a civilian engineer in Gaza tells them that. And it says, El Farah says 10 people, including three children, were killed in a local shopping area from his home. More bodies are being recovered from the rubble. This says, number of killed in Gaza now over 700. This was on the 10th. The death toll in Gaza was now above 700 on the 10th. That health ministry says, they say over 100 children, over 100 women, that's just the same 140 numbers, have been killed. Yesterday saw the biggest number of people killed here in a single day for a long time, about 300. The health minister this morning said two thirds were civilians. My God, one significant strike hit a refugee market with Israel saying they were targeting a house belonging to a Hamas commander. So that's what they always do. And of course, the U.S. government and the media largely just go along with it. But when they hit the house, of course, many people in the street and nearby houses were killed. But, you know, collateral damage because that's what we got to do, right? That's the argument they'll make. That's a war crime. In all wars, it's children who suffer first. That's from UNICEF. So another part of the United Nations speaking out about what's going on. It says, I'm so, I am also deeply concerned about the measures to block electricity and prevent food, fuel, and water from entering Gaza, which may put lives at children of children at risk. It already is. She also calls for the immediate and safe release of any children being held hostage in Gaza, which we should all be calling for, so that they can be reunited with their families and caregivers. You know why? Because civilians matter on, on all sides of a conversation. It's amazing that's contentious today. It blows my mind. The point, everybody who, is, who has a brain can clearly see that there are people that are suffering everywhere and that doing this is collective punishment, no matter how you stretch it. And they're doing it that way for a reason. Here's a BBC reporter in Gaza saying he can hear kids screaming. I mean, there's only so much you can ignore here, guys. He says he could hear the screaming of children inside the seven-story complex. You know, one of those locations they later raised to the ground. The ones they're, they're later seen pulling dead children out of. They're all over the internet. But we're only going to listen to narratives we can't confirm about children on the other side. Or images that we're going to prove to you are artificial come from Ben Shapiro. And again, I'm not arguing that children weren't hurt or killed. My point is, you're seeing the one after another in an overwhelming and emotional procession in Gaza and the rubble that they're bombing. And we have limited what we can prove on the other side. And yet they are screaming about only one side of the narrative when we should be talking about both. At one point, a loud blast echoes through the microphone as he talks. Children screaming in the background. (laughs) Now, this is a post from Hamas. This is what uh, Sam Husseini was pointing out. Now, in no way should we blindly take what they're saying at face value, because that would be stupid. From anybody. From Israeli government, from the Palestinian Authority, from Hamas, from regular Palestinians, we should question it all because that's what a smart person would do. An intelligent person will question what comes across no matter what their emotions are telling them. But my point is that it's amazing, as Sam Husseini pointed out, that nobody is even considering what they're saying. Nobody's, I mean, even even during, even like ISIS has its own media apparatus that the corporate media points out all the time. I mean, it's just, it's absurd. They're doing this because what they're saying at the very least challenges what's going on. And it's because I think they know people aren't buying the overall points. It says, Hamas denies false media reports about attacking children. Now, of course they would. If they were, of course they would deny it. So we should take it with a grain of salt. But here's what they're saying. The Palestinian Islamic resistance movement, Hamas, has strongly dismissed the false claims promoted by some Western outlets, such as Palestinian freedom fighters killing children and targeting civilians. And I mean, you could argue... It, logically speaking, it wouldn't make much sense for them knowing that they are outmatched ultimately when it comes to munitions and that they are going to be bombed the way that they are or that they will lose the transfer of t- of civilian hostages that they ultimately are actively trying to accomplish, which they said was their main objective. Maybe they're lying about that, but there's a lot of, that doesn't really add up for me. In a press statement Wednesday, Hamas condemned promoting the Israeli occupations propaganda, which is full of lies and fabrications, they say, as an attempt to cover up the crimes and massacres committed by the Israeli occupation around the clock, most of which amount to war crimes and genocide. The Palestinian resistance movement stressed that Palestinian freedom fighters have been targeting Israeli occupation, military and security posts and bases, all of which are legitimate targets. Now, here's the point to think about. Civilians appear to have clearly been taken. So you can argue one of two things. Either they are IDF members as civilians that are also Israeli civilians that we're not being told, or they're just regular civilians that that's part of it. We should condemn them for that. Or on top of all of that, it could be a mix of both, right? Where you've got a movement that is actively trying to only go after Israeli targets because they want this to be official. And then you've got either parts of the group that don't care, like you find in every war and just do what they want when they have the opportunity, or You've got people that are still working for the U.S. or Israel, which is an important point we're going to get to within this group that was very clearly created by U.S. and Israel, which might have been acting in their own accord. Now, it's for up for you to decide. It could very well just be that they're disgusting people going after civilians, but it does not seem to add up with everything we understand about the entire picture going back to their inception and what we can prove today. Again, just because it matters on the other side of it, you can prove an ongoing onslaught of civilians that are it's almost overwhelming to watch. Meanwhile, it says the Palestinian freedom fighters have sought to avoid targeting civilians, they claim, pointing to televised testimonies made by several colonial settlers. Hamas regretted that Western mainstream media has failed to report on the war crimes and genocide committed by the Israeli occupation, which has indiscriminately and violently pounded neighborhoods and bombed dozens of homes with their inhabitants inside, which we can prove, killing more than 950 people, they claim, including 260 children, they claim, and 230 women. Hamas called on Western mainstream media to seek both truth and accuracy in reporting on the ongoing Israeli aggression against the besieged Gaza Strip. Shouldn't that matter? Shouldn't we at least consider what they're saying? Of course not, because that would be objective. Now here, going forward, is what on the 9th BBC continued to write. And it says Hamas official claims hostage will be looked after. Okay, again, so again, they could be lying. Of course they could. But here's what they said. And BBC, at the very least, was reporting this, this part. Speaking to BBC Radio 4's The World at One earlier, uh, The World at One earlier, Hamas's head uh, of international relations, Basim Naim, said the group is, quote, committed and we are obligated to treat our hostages in a very humane, human and dignified way, which there is actually evidence of in many cases. So that does add credence to the idea that some of these groups, possibly the, the main group, does not want to do that. And some, some of them did anyway, for any number of reasons. But there are videos that we've seen of them even helping that guy that was hurt, helping put giving him a shoulder and walking him out and saying, "Don't worry, we're not gonna hurt the kids." Now, yeah, maybe they killed them all after the video ended. I don't know, but my point is, these are all data points that we have to try to conclude, not just ignore what doesn't meet our narrative. He refused to condemn the number of, confirm the number of hostages, which of course you would that would be the case because you don't want them to know and where they're held. That's not not in any way condoning civilian hostages if they're IDF. That's it's wartime. Naeem also claimed Hamas's leader, Muhammad Daif, instructed militants to respect elderly, respect civilians, respect children, and don't kill anyone who is not involved directly in the battle. But we know that the militants, in fact, killed large numbers of civilians in cold blood, BBC reports, in Israeli communities, including the massacre of nearly 300 people at the music festival. Now, again, that does appear that something's happened there, but everything I keep getting told about this, I'm not able to confirm the numbers we're seeing. But the same thing in reverse to the entirety of the numbers being told, like when they're saying... 260 children. I can't confirm that. I can confirm what I'm being told from reports. And even then we question everything, right? My point though, is that what we're being told here from the idea of the concert, there's all sorts of weird discrepancies about what happened there or the idea that I have been able, I mean, even here's my point is the two or three first people we were shown all turned out to be lies. The woman on the bike is an IDF member. The woman who they claim is killed, turns out she's in a hospital, at least according to her mother. I mean, over and over, the story about the babies we're going to get to, that turns out to be a false story. So it's pretty clear that we have a reason to go, wait a minute, maybe there's something else going on here. So all I'm saying is the idea that they claim they killed all these people in that community. I just think I'd like to be able to prove that before I make that claim. And of course, if that outrages you, that's because your emotions get in the way of logic in the moment. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm saying we should prove it. It's amazing that that's contentious. It still blows my mind. UN hit school by Israeli airstrikes in Gaza Strip. Again, directed to the BBC reporting. Palestinian Ministry of Foreign Affairs says an Israeli 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 airstrike has hit a United Nations school in Gaza. Now, if that's all it said, they would go, they're lying. The school housed hundreds of of civilians, including children and the elderly, and they called it a, a brutal strike. Now, of course, the UN has also confirmed that it did happen. Think about that. Oh, you know what's interesting? (laughs) <laughs> That's this is unbelievable. So here's my point about corporate media, okay? Here, wherever it was, let me find it again. Damn it. right there. Here is directly from the United Nations telling you that yes, 11 people have been killed, including their families. Here's The Times of Israel telling you that 11 staff, 30 pupils have been killed and going on to list what their jobs were. But here's the BBC. Giving you part of the story and telling you, yes, they did confirm it, but they say nobody was killed. It's a lie. That's BBC lying, in my opinion, because this the far the moment this story came out is. I mean, look, this was let's see, where's the date on this? This one's from the 11th, so I guess it's possible that it was. I guess that they didn't know. I mean, come on. I just don't believe that. I think the reality, and again, don't even forget that I already showed you the earlier one from, I think it was from the ninth or before that showed you 9. It's gone up from then. It said 11. My point is BBC says they didn't know and I'm pretty sure that they did. Now here is United Nations about Gaza Strip. Just want to reiterate this. The Gaza Strip is a population of approximately 2.1 million people. 1.7 million of them are refugees. Okay, Most of these are civilian civilians. civilians. A million of them are children. It says a blockade, the UN tells you a blockade on land, air and sea, was imposed by Israel following the takeover in Gaza Strip in 2007. There are now very few options. Now, again, we should very legitimately ask whether that was, because in the beginning, as we know, it's created by Israel and the United States, that that was the whole point. Now, I might here. I'll just do this really quickly for those that are already freaking out about the statement. This is from Haaretz, from the 9th of 2023. Quoting what Netanyahu said in 2019. Anyone who wants to thwart the establishment of a Palestinian state has to support bolstering Hamas and transferring money to Hamas, says Netanyahu. <laughs> That's from Haaretz, guys. I mean, it's it's real. So the point is, on the record, as all the people trying to hide the narrative, try to make it out to be something else. So at the very least, we should ask whether if they're condemning what Hamas is doing, shouldn't we then also realize that it started with Israel and the United States, sort of like all the other boogeyman we point at? like ISIS or Al-Qaeda or Hachir al-Sham or, you know, on and on. They all start from the same people. Isn't that interesting? In any case, the point I'm making is that when in, in the beginning, if that's what he's telling you, in 2019, the point is they likely wanted them to take over so they could use the excuse to do what they're doing today, to blockade it, to put these people in a prison. Isn't that making sense? There are now very few people left in the uh, left for the people there a few options left for the people of Gaza who have been living under collective punishment as a result of the blockade. Hear that again, Alex Bernenson. It's always been collective punishment. It doesn't change just because of what's going on today. They just continue to make it clear that they're collectively punishing all of Gaza whenever they want to. And apparently you're either unwilling or unable to see that. It's embarrassing. That continues to have a devastating effect on people's movement to and from the Gaza Strip as well as accessing markets. remains remains severely restricted. The U.N. security general has found that the blockade and related restrictions contravene international humanitarian law. But nobody cares about that, apparently, because they're outraged about something that happened. And you should be. It was bad. But that doesn't circumvent the fact that human life matters everywhere. Again, pretty much exactly the thing they're doing in reverse, right? Food security has deteriorated to 63%, Four sixty-three 63% of Gaza people. Remember that in this case it says, I think... Uh, I'm just trying to just jump to it right here. Clean water is unavailable for 95% of the population. I mean, this has been ongoing for a really long time. Uh, The whole thing is, if you want to go further and read it all, guys, it's very damning. Now here... Or just some images. And it's from the Times of Gaza. So you can, you can argue that they have a motivation to try to hype the numbers. But I mean, from what we can see, there's a lot of very clear evidence, both images, which you should question, and then very clear video, which is very hard to deny. But today we're in the age of deep fakes. So it's certainly possible to question everything. But of course, if you're only questioning the idea that comes from one side, not the other, in whichever way you do that, then you're being ridiculous they're claiming that 1417 palestinian kill, palestinian excuse me palestinians in general have been killed they claim including 447 children and 248 women and you can there's plenty of images which again i mean it shouldn't be hard to wrap your mind around the fact that the un is making it clear that this is hap- happening telling you the information that we're telling you same point, which more images of showing you the children that are suffering. Here's a video. Uh, Has- Hasuni Hassani points out that over 60% of Israel's ongoing bombing of Gaza are children and women, according to the Ministry of Health. And it's not hard to wrap your mind around when 50% of what's going on there are children. It's a roll of the dice. Half the time you're going to be hitting kids, and they know that. They don't care.
0: يباي
3: you tell me how this is not collective punishment, how this is not how these are Hamas members. And in no way in saying that is that undermining what happened in Israel. They both matter. But if you're arguing these children don't matter, you're disgusting. And the worst point to make here is realize these are the ones that are still alive, guys.
2: I'm going to go
3: It's hard to watch, man. Now, while all that's going on, here's an Israeli sending a mock video out to for Gazan people to see. You know, while they have no water, fuel, food, electricity, here's an Israeli man releasing a video teasing them for not having all of that stuff. Right. Because it's not collective punishment at all, right?
0: Do ba do ba do ba do ba do ba do ba do.
3: do do This is just an utter disregard for human life. You are a racist, bigot, disgusting person if you think it's okay to mock civilians that are struggling because of collective punishment. This is absolute hatred for Palestinians, not Hamas, anybody who is an Arab-Palestinian in that area. That's what we're staring at. And that's being promoted, laughed about, shared, paraded, celebrated. If, If that doesn't bother you, you're a bad person. Here is an overlap. Just this person pointing out an interesting overlap, saying a tale of two sides, a display of a, of a privilege with water and innocent wishes that revealed the depth of the struggle and loss. So on this side, you got this guy with his drinking water video, making fun of these people, these children that are suffering over here. Now, here's that video again. Here is what these kids are saying. I don't think I actually. Uh... Yeah, I did. It's right here. So, so for those just really quickly, it's, you know, these kids are coming up. These are Palestinians. These kids are coming up. And this isn't necessarily from right now. It's just a video of these Palestinian kids who are coming up and saying, you know, what are you what are you what, are you, what, are, what dreams do you have? First kid says, I have a dream of eating sugar. Right. I have a dream of dream of my, my, my brother coming back to life. That's what they're saying. I have a dream for, you know, to have have basic things that we don't even think about in this country. And do you think that's because they squander them? All these ridiculous, uninformed people acting like the Palestinians just squander all of their aid or they give it all to Hamas. If you think for one second that the occupying power that you've, we've made clear don't care about them have somehow allowing all the aid to go right to the Palestinians, like think about how dumb that is. They do not allow the aid that gets sent to even for a fraction go to the Palestinians. Most of it goes to the Palestinian Authority, which then does not give it directly to the Palestinians. It usually goes to specific areas that are more in line with the Israeli regime. It goes to likely in many ways to Hamas through the people that are funding them. It does not go to help Palestinians who then go here, Hamas, take all this to do terrorism acts. That's what they're trying to pretend. It, it really, think about how insulting it is to act like they control their water. 97% undrinkable, and they control it, and it's somehow their fault because they don't spend their money to do what? To ask Israel to make it better because they're in control of it? To ask Israel to not turn off the electricity? Like, it's it's embarrassing. And I can prove to you, there's been entire articles written by human rights groups that make it clear the aid is not making it to them. Of course, the aid and money and everything else gets funneled and and and... Uh, lawn. You know, basically, this is just a, a, an operation, in my opinion, where they use the funds and the money and the weapons and everything else to go to whatever else they're doing, like we see happening in Ukraine. The bottom line is these kids do not get what they're sending. I just want to make that point because it popped into my head. Back to the point about their dreams. Over here, mocking them because they can't drink or have electricity or feed themselves, which will possibly lead to some of them dying. Really funny for that guy. And I'll let this play out for them. Just for it's in subtitles. So
2: <laughs>
0: I wish my father was the same from before,
2: <laughs> I wish the camp was the same from before, <laughs> I wish the road wasn't blocked. <laughs> I wish my brother would
3: come back to life.
2: Hmm.
3: <laughs> 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 Pretty interesting dynamic, right? acting like these are the same thing. Now, here is an, a, very, a, very, a very common occurrence if you listen to any human rights groups or continue to follow the situation for the last however many decades where the medics that go in to help the people they attack, they kill too. And that is a war crime. Just, just the same as when Saudi Arabia does it in Yemen and Israel does it all the time. Now, in this case, Sarah Wilkins reporting, and you can see the video here, the Israeli regime gave the Red Crescent paramedics which is specific, specifically a Palestinian version of these mer- paramedics that are helping. I mean, and there's plenty of examples where they've helped lots more than just Palestinians, but they gave them permission to go and rescue the wounded from their bombings. And as soon as they went, they killed them. Which, by the way, is not shocking to me at all. It happens many times. And these are people that are upset. Members of the press, members of the, of the, of the Red Crescent. You know, I mean, ask yourself how this doesn't turn people into people that want to take violent action. Right. I mean, th- that's what we're, they're, they're murdering people that are innocent bypassers. Here's Gaza Strip, a mix the heavy rum, rumble, uh, uh, what did it say, heavy, heavy bombing, excuse me. Just showing you civilian areas with their homes and all their possessions just scattered around. This is the legacy of the people that are promoting what's happening. A, a store, obviously, ruined his livelihood. They'll tell you it's a Hamas command center, I'm sure. Same thing. Little knickknacks of their families. Plenty of dead people in the rubble. And here's just some very, this is the one I use for the show today. Guys, I mean, you can go back as far as you want. You can prove this. these areas are predominantly civilians. I mean, the whole damn area is predominantly civilians. That's my point. 50% of the area is children. And this is what they're doing. Very precise. Now this, is just to add to that point, if you have if you've missed it. Meanwhile, they've also bombed Syria, Damascus and Aleppo airports, you know, because they're military targets. No, they're not. They're civilian targets. And they know that they bomb them anyway. And nobody even talks about it. You know why? Because they do, they've done this every 30 seconds for the last how many years, realistically, like every so many weeks or so on. They, they bombed Syria all the time. There's no legal reason for them to do so. Iran being there, which is an ally of Syria, is not a legal, justifiable reason under the rules-based international order, but nobody cares. So more war crimes, same thing. As I said here, more civilian targets deliberately hit by Israel, now in Syria. Where's the supposed rules-based international order that we hear so much about? Apparently it's a rules for thee, but not for me. Nothing new. I just wish more people would find the courage to call it out. Now, here's back to that clip. We'll play this again because I think it's important that people hear this. Or really just the main part at the beginning. And this is about the Nazi part. And I'm going to play you what Gideon Levy has to say about this, who's been a pretty outspoken writer in the Israeli media about what the reality is.
1: And what about those Palestinians in hospital who uh, are on life support and babies and incubators whose uh, life support and incubator will have to be turned off because the Israelis have cut the power to Gaza.
2: Are you seriously keep on asking me about Palestinian civilians? What's what's wrong with you? There's Have civilians? you not seen what happened? We're fighting Nazis.
3: We don't. OK, so we're fighting Nazis, he says. Right. A casual disregard for even the concern for civilians because of what they're dealing with. It's not a fair argument, guys. It's just not. It's an emotionally charged argument that people are willing to go along with right now because it's all hyped right now. You, you can't just disregard civilian life because of what you're dealing with. Bottom line, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether they're holding them hostage or not. That's always been the understanding. The point is the U.S. government's never cared about that. That's be- very clear. So now all we're seeing is the mask pulled off. That's all this really is. But there's international law, and anybody honest is making that clear around the world right now and getting called terrorists by the propagandists right now. My point in showing this again is the idea of, how the, the conflation of fascism, the idea of what they claim are Nazis, like so, arguing Hamas are Nazis. Now, first of all, again, if they are Nazis, doesn't that then implicate the Israeli government for creating them? <laughs> Oops, but they don't want to make this argument. If if, if he was asked that, he would deny it. But if this is the Wall Street Journal, not that that makes it true. The point is, it's very clear, and the evidence is undeniable. Even WikiLeaks points this out, and we'll come back in a minute. The point, though. Is that if they're responsible for that, that's interesting, especially as we showed you before, that they're funding Nazis in Ukraine. But really, to me, the point is that you're trying to use the allegation of your fascism, or rather fascism, to hide your fascism. Because let's not forget, this is the most openly fascist government that I've ever seen. And that's according to human rights groups. That's according to even the ADL called the religious Zionism faction of the coalition that's currently in power extremist fascism. It's not deniable, guys. So here was is what uh, Gideon Levy is telling you, and it's the same thing. In fact, telling you that the people currently in charge are absolutely fascist. And what's interesting is their rhetoric makes that clear. But what's interesting is the moderates of the current, of just in government in general, are the ones that actually established the occupation and the whole apartheid project. Now you've got the fascist extremists taking it to another level.
4: Now that the rhetoric of
3: those just so it's, in case it's confusing, he's saying the rhetoric. He's just saying the rhetoric. Like at first I was like rhetorical. It kind of mixed my mind. So he's saying the rhetoric of these people, what they're saying is very clear is what he's saying. No doubt
4: that the rhetoric of those fascists who would answer the definition of neo-Nazis, would they be Europeans like Bessalus, Smotrich and Benfer and those? No doubt that they're- Those are the people that are currently in power, by the way. Rhetoric is really by far more extreme than the more civilized rhetoric of the central left Maybe their plans are much more crazy. But by the end of the day...
3: And for the podcast, you're seeing a whole bunch of Palestinian civilian children carted away, as if that's not happening, though.
4: The real danger is from the so-called moderate ones, because they put their basic and they they established the the occupation, they established the settlement project, and they are establishing now the apartheid system. And they do it softly or uh, relatively softly, and therefore they are much more destructive because nobody gets against them. They do so-called normal uh, things, uh, You know, that the silent majority is supporting both in Israel and in the world, while the extremists at least create some kind of alarm. So we should concentrate on the mainstream of Israel. This is our problem.
3: Interesting. Nobody wants to listen, though, but it's okay. So the idea that he's telling you that we're fighting Nazis as they're the ones that are openly fascist. Now, to be clear, as somebody points out in the chat, I'm not arguing everybody here is Nazis. Again, that word gets wildly overused. Now, in a case that you can make very clear, there are, yes, actual Nazis in Ukraine. And I've made that very clear. Going back all the way to the Organization of Ukrainian Nationalists, the overlap with the actual Nazi elements and people like Mykola Lebed that became the foundation for the Project Aerodynamics CIA operation in Ukraine that became the Azov movement. So yes, there are very real Nazis in there, but there's also neo-Nazis and just fascists and extremists in general of all flavor that they're using, just like within Syria. So, but I appreciate the comment that it's it's inappropriate, in my opinion, to call just extremist Nazis. That's just a way to get people locked into a certain mindset. That's why this is being used. So that's kind of my point here, right? So we have a very fascist extremist government that is undeniably apartheid that even every human rights watch can point out or human rights group can watch, point out as the UN is calling out for I mean, it's, undeniable international law violation. We just read it from the United Nations own page. And yet they want you to think they're fighting Nazis to get you worked up in an emotional outrage. You should care about Israeli civilians being hurt. But if you're allowing your emotion to get you worked up and get you driven into an idea where you're okay killing civilians on the other side, you're being played. Now here again is going back to what Dave Rubin said the other day. A moral society, first of all, we're seeing a, a big uh, video of a whole bunch of reservists Singing the national anthem in in Israel before their deployment. He says, a moral society sending its young to defend against the modern Nazi movement. Come on. I mean, what are we talking about? The modern Nazi movement? I'm not even sure where Dave Rubin stands on the Ukraine concept. I'm not paying attention to his work. But let me know in the chat. It'd be really ridiculous if you're supporting what's going on in Ukraine while calling the Palestinians, or even more specifically, I'm not sure which way he's aiming, Hamas, the Nazis. It's ridiculous. My guess is because of his standing, he's basically talking about all of Palestine, which is kind of the the hip thing to do right now. Just conflate it all, which is ridiculous. But any way you spin that, a moral society, the Zionist government. I mean, there are right now people inside of their own country who are screaming that they are morally corrupt. The judicial reforms. I mean, a huge portion of Israeli society is actively speaking out. I'm going to get to the clips. Where they're kicking them out of the hospitals right now. This guy is a sycophant for Israel. If that's if this is what I'm looking at. And it makes me sad because I've historically thought Dave Rubin was pretty objective. Now, again, somebody made fun of me for that the other day. But I don't pay attention to a lot of their work most of the times, but he presents himself as as you know, it seems somebody measured, right? That is an a irrational stance. It's ridiculous. And again, it's coming directly from what they're kind of talking in the you know, narrative talking points and so on. Now, here's what we're seeing as well as we get into the Hamas point, right? So as they're calling everybody Nazis that they're fighting against, let's get into the group that they're calling the Nazis and then realize where it actually comes from. Now, first of all, we've seen this report of the supposed, I mean, apparently this is the new on every front page, Glenn Beck and Tucker and everybody else is all, and all the corporate media telling you the Hamas leader came out and said that we're calling for jihad around the world. Guess what? He's a former leader of Hamas. And wouldn't that interestingly suggest that what we're talking about is the people that were there when they were being controlled by Israel at the very least, it's somebody who is currently not in control of the group. And so he sits up and says, let's do jihad around the world. And we're supposed to blindly think that that means what, how are we this, how are we this easy to play? Now, again, I'm hoping that that's not the case that we're being presented with the illusion that everybody believes this certain thing when really most people don't just like with the COVID-19 discussion that I've always pointed out either way, some people get played by this stuff, and it blows my mind how willfully we go along with narratives. But here is, from 2009, the Wall Street Journal, how Israel helped to spawn Hamas. So even from their perception, realize Israel had a hand in that. But then we have, this is Zach He's pointing out. Uh, I'll just jump to, jump to this on WikiLeaks. I've showed you this before. Thank you, Zach, for pointing this out. Here is, oh, shoot, hold on. Go further down. There it is right there. Hamas' relationship with Israel. Many West bankers believe that Israel actively supports Hamas in an effort to divide Palestinians and weaken the Intifada. They point to the fact that Hamas operatives act boldly in distributing their their leaflets. Shopkeepers in Jerusalem and Nablus report that whereas uh, in-lieu leaflets are distributed secretly for fear of Israeli security forces, Hamas operatives walk into shops and present their leaflets directly to the owners. Major uh, Frey, of Bethlehem claims that members of some well-known families who collaborate with Israeli officials have been seen among Hamas street gangs in Bethlehem. So acting like them. Think about that, guys. WikiLeaks has never been shown to be put out false documents. They're literally telling you from there, and this is from a major in Bethlehem, claiming that he's seen members of the Israeli military or officials within the street gangs in Hamas. He says, furthermore, despite massive arrests and the public identity of many of the leaders, Relatively few Hamas leaders have been detained. In recent weeks, fundamentalist leaders have given interviews to Israeli publications that would have landed sec- sec- uh, secular- secularists leaders in detention. We believe that while Israeli forces may be turning a blind eye to Hamas activities, there is insufficient evidence to conclude that Israel is providing active support. But realize this is where we comes in with the full the whole, All that is absolutely true. That's them being objective, saying, well, we can't verify that it's completely active, rather just kind of using them. But let's realize as we go through this, I'll, get to, I'll just go through all of them real quickly, Is the point is, as we have the evidence from even Netanyahu's own mouth. Here's an article from Carrie Wedler, who I'm honored to be adding to the part of TLAV. She'll be starting probably next week or coming up soon. Hamas, what you're not being told about Israel's arch enemy. It's a good article. Make sure you read it. Here was high-impact flicks. What if I told you Israel created Hamas? U.S. Congressman Ron, Ron Paul Israel created Hamas to destabilize Arafat, who was very powerful at the time. Palestine has been under occupation since 1948. What corporate media won't tell you about Israel, no, this is his opinion, but I agree with it. Israel's a nuclear state. That's very clearly true. Israel's a terrorist state. Israel's a pirate state, he says. Israel's an apartheid state, provable. Israel's an illegal state, completely provable, illegally occupying another country. Israel is not a U.S. ally, it is the boss. Now, people can dispute dispute that. People say it's the other way around, it's up for you to decide. Israel's not a democracy. It's a racial colony. The UN itself said Zionism is racism. Arabs are Semites. Nothing is more anti Semitic than Zionism. Very well put out. Now, here is what Ron Paul was telling you in 2000. Uh, what was it? Uh, I forget the year here. I'll get it while this is playing.
6: In opposition to this resolution, uh, not because uh, I am taking sides and, and picking who the bad guys are and who the good guys are, but. I'm looking at this more from the angle of being a uh, United States citizen, an American. And I think resolutions like this uh, really do us great harm.
3: God, I miss Ron Paul. I just I you know, I feel like in my career, he has been the only person that I've ever seen as somebody that I genuinely think was trying to do the right thing. I mean that. I just had to say that like this, just what he says here. And anytime you listen to anything he was saying, he's like the George Carlin of the Congress discussion. He just has been always the one. Yeah, damn it. He said the right thing. Where'd that come from? You know, and that's why he got kicked away. Right now, people have their opinions, but I, quite frankly, have always supported Ron Paul.
6: Uh, In many ways, what's happening in the Middle East, and in particular with Gaza right now, we have some moral responsibility for both sides uh, in in a way, because we provide help and funding uh, for both Arab nations and Israel. And uh, so we definitely have a moral responsibility, and especially now today, the weapons being used to uh, kill so many Palestinians are American weapons and uh, American funds especially, essentially are being used uh, for this. But there's a political liability, which I think is something that we fail to look at because too often there's so much blowback from our intervention in areas that we shouldn't be involved in. You know, Hamas, if you look at the history, you'll find out that Hamas, was encouraged and really started by Israel because they wanted Hamas to counteract Yasser Arafat. And you say, well yeah, that was better then and it served his purpose, but we didn't want Hamas to do this. So then we as Americans
3: You could argue that's very similar to things like the you know the the Mahujadine and Al Qaeda, right? Or even all the way into ISIS where even Saudi Arabia said on the record before that they ultimately lost control of the whole thing. That's it, you could argue that's a, a way to remove accountability but not really, because it still says that you're responsible, it just makes you look stupid. So the point ultimately is, this seems like a very common thing that they do, right? We'll use them until we're done, and then we'll just walk away and then just hope it works out, right? It, just, it seems like something, and, and almost always, you can tie the strings right back to the same people. Say, hey, well, we have such a good system,
6: we're gonna impose this on the world. We're going to invade Iraq and teach people how to be Democrats. We want free elections. So we encourage the Palestinians to have a free election. They do, and they elect Hamas. So we first, indirectly and directly through Israel, help establish Hamas. Then we have election. Then Hamas becomes dominant. And I I
3: question whether that was legitimate when they got elected. But either way, the point is that was 2006. A lot happened since then. So everyone arguing that they're in control doesn't truly understand the full situation. Yes, they are still a powerful entity that is you know, part of the government. But the idea is that, again, it overlap, There's the Fatah. There is the, the Hamas element. The dirt. The Doha agreements is what you should look into if you want to know more about the topic. And the point is it kind of stalled. And so now you've got people that don't really believe that that's the leadership and the arguments are that this wasn't allowed to go forward. You have people like the Palestinian Authority hasn't had an election, same thing, hasn't had an election for decades. And point is now they ultimately seem like the real power structure to me, and that is largely a U- an Israeli entity, as Robert has roundly proven. And most people in Palestine understand that. So just to blindly say that Hamas is Palestine is ignorant. It's not true.
6: So we have to kill them. You know, it it just doesn't so we encourage the Palestinians to have a free election. They do, and they elect Hamas. So we first, indirectly and directly
3: through Israel, help. i ist- sorry, I got to stop one more time right there. Ask yourself, what's the likelihood that they would allow them to elect a group and then go along with it? I mean— I know that may, some people may go, like, of course, that's election. Like, if you think today that the power of the world will just let you dictate what happens next, God, that's so naive to me. I mean, it just blows my mind. Now, that's the world. That's, you know, people can't wrap their mind around how the US is like that. But take it down to this situation you have a group that is literally talking and, and tells you that they're full of terrorists over there and you're going to let them choose who leads them. I mean, do we really think that's what went down? I find that really hard to believe personally.
6: Indirectly and directly through Israel help establish Hamas. Then we have election then Hamas becomes dominant So we have to kill him. You know, it it just doesn't make sense during during the 80s You know, we were allied with Osama bin Laden and uh, we were Contending with the Soviets it was at that time our CAA thought it was good if we radicalized the Muslim world so we finance the madrasa schools to radicalize the Muslims in order to
3: compete with the, with the Soviets. Can you, can you just hear them shifting uncomfortably in their seats, right? Too much truth for the Congress. It's easily proven, guys. And of course, now this goes the other way, and now it's all their fault. Like, this is how this works. It's just embarrassing. This is, I mean, this is why we talk about U.S. foreign policy. And in my opinion, that includes Israel and, and kind of the different app or the, the different parts of the, all of this is responsible for nearly all of what we're talking about across the world guys i just it's very easy to prove that does not mean that there are other things that we don't see going on or just i'm talking about just what we can prove are directly tied to us foreign policy i mean are we are we confused about what we just saw play out with all of this stuff and who was leading the charge with covid-19 and everything else come on i mean it's very clear
6: there's too much blowback, there's a lot of reasons why we should oppose this resolution, it is not in the interest of the United States, it's not in the interest of Israel either.
3: And of course, look what it says at the bottom. Hold on, where was it? Really, uh, mute it and keep playing so I can read it. Uh- It says, recognize the Gaza Strip uh, conflict uh, resolution. uh, It uh, says, uh, recognizes uh, Israel's uh, right uh, to uh, defend uh, itself uh, against attacks from Gaza. So literally writing a resolution that means we can bomb if if we claim that we were attacked or that we think we're going to. Bethlehem doctrine. Either way, you're talking about an illegally occupied territory that back then had a fraction of the kind of response they could marshal today. That's why all we kept seeing with bottle rockets, that things landed in an in a, in a open field, most of which I still maintain were not even real, that there was a, like, we just proved to you that the whole Iron Dome thing was a complete facade. And so I think we went to realize that they were making, firing stuff up in the air and justifying attacks on Gaza pretty much routinely right before elections or when they wanted to hide something. Funny how that worked out. Either way, every country in the world has the right to defend itself. Nobody doesn't. So claiming that you need to write it down, that's about trying to pretend they're always defending themselves not pretending that they need to enshrine that they do. Everybody does. It's a meaningless statement because we know everybody has a right to defend themselves. Now here is a leaked video you might have seen from Netanyahu from 2001, showing Netanyahu talking about how Israel intentionally strikes Palestinians painfully, how he deceived the U.S. to break the Oslo Accords and how Americans will always support Israel if it faces backlash. Now this has been acknowledged as a leak. Not once, but several times, painfully, hit the Palestinians. The price we pay is unbearable. So far, the price tag is not unbearable. A large-scale attack on the Palestinian Authority, causing them to fear that everything is about to collapse. Fear is what brings them to. Hold on, but then again, the world will say that we're the aggressors. They can say whatever they want. Aren't you afraid of what they'll say, PB? especially with the with the U.S., today with the U.S. I know how they are. America is something that you can easily maneuver and move in the right direction. And say, if they say something, so they say something, so what? 80% of Americans support us. It's absurd. Look, if I wasn't afraid to maneuver the Clinton administration, I wasn't afraid to confront Clinton. I wasn't afraid to go against the U.N. What, hap- what happened with the Oslo Accords? The accords which were ratified by parliament, I was asked before the 1996 elections, Will you fulfill them? I said yes, subject to reciprocity. Hold on, reciprocity and minimizing pullouts. I gave my own interpretation to the agreements in such a way that will allow me to stop the race back towards the 1967 borders. How did we? Uh, the point is right there what he's saying is, you know, so they never had an intention of giving back Palestinian land, ever. It was a lie. Right, They'll allow me to stop, give it the race back towards the borders of 1967, which has always been one of the main points. How did we manage to do this? Nobody defined what military facilities are. See the game? So what they do is they then pretend that there is ongoing things that stop them, even though you can prove that it's always been the Israeli side that has never allowed us to go forward, especially when you listen to their own statements like this, when they say we'll never allow that to happen, and yet somehow then blame them for claiming it didn't happen. How does that work? He says, so I also define them as being security zones. The entire Jordan Valley for me is a military facility. <laughs> Nobody has. Yes, like the like the Shean Valley. You see, go figure. But then there was the question of. Who will define these military facilities? I received a letter from Secretary of State Warren. Uh, to me and to Arafat at the same time. Saying that Israel and Israel alone will define the military facilities, their locations and size. Now, they didn't want to give me this letter, so I refused to ratify the Hebron Accords of 1997. I stopped the government meeting, and I said I won't sign. And only when the letter has arrived during that meeting, to me and to Arafat, I signed the Hebron Accords. It's better to give 2% than 100%, and this is the choice we faced. If you give 2%, but you stop the withdrawal rather than the 100%. That's, I mean, it's just, it's just amazing how many things you can show, nobody cares. And again, in case you missed it, according to Heretz, put out October 9th this year, while this has been going on. Anyone who wants to thwart the establishment of a Palestinian state, you know, the thing that they swore up and down, they're going to help as long as Palestine lets us do it. Obviously not true. Has to support bolstering Hamas and transferring money to Hamas. They are giving money to the group that they claim are trying to kill Israelis. Make sense of that for me. And as soon as you wrap your mind around the reality that you're being lied to, step back and acknowledge everything else you're being lied to about or could be at the very least. Now, here's Ben Shapiro saying if you were fooled by Hamas, it's because you want to be fooled. Now, who, who out there is defending Hamas right now? I, I can't even find people doing that. I'm sure they exist. It says there are only two people possible reasons you wanted to be fooled. <laughs> quite quite the assumption to make a, a dual discussion he says you think everyone thinks like you you can't imagine people who think like hamas so you blame israel for hamas's barbarity or you hate jews this is not an objective person guys this is ridiculous so how in the world do you pretend you even know that so that's the only two choices that exist Maybe in your your mind when it comes to this wildly non-objective perspective from you. He says, nobody is sticking up for Hamas. You just despise Palestinians and want everybody else to be on board with genocide of a people that have already had everything taken from them or stolen, depending on who you ask. He also goes on to say, the peculiar peculiar narcissism of Westerners leads to carnage. Not everyone thinks like you do. Hamas does not share your values or even your general outlook on a worthy life. I mean, again, this is just about dehumanization, guys. They love their children just like you do, in any sense, in anywhere. We're talking about, because what they're trying to do is dehumanize anybody in Palestine and rather conflate everything that's going on with Palestine. They do not value children the way you do, including their own children. I mean, this is just disgustingly stupid. And the point, I think this says, calling the West narcissist while behaving, like believing your people are the chosen by God people. Like, it's just, you know, the idea of this. Or the idea that Zionists giving this land to you is somehow God-given. Or that British mandate over the area somehow is God-given. Or the fact that they chose between three areas is somehow, I mean, it's absurd. The point here, and that's not about Judaism, it's about Zionism lying to Judaism, as plenty of Orthodox Jews will tell you if you want to listen. <laughs> to claim that these people are just not, don't value their children. I mean, even just making it about Hamas is just despicable. Just because you could point at atrocities that were committed, which clearly happened very much so on more on Gaza side right now that nobody wants to talk about, does not mean that these people don't also care about their families. I mean, it really just blows my mind, guys. But these people are in a desperate push to make this happen. Now, here is some of the crackdowns we're seeing. Literally, France bans all Palestinian protests anywhere. You cannot have a pro-Palestinian protest in France. Not only is that a violation of their, of their constitutional rights, but it's also ridiculous to pretend that pro-Palestin, pro-Palestinian or pro-Palestine is pro-Hamas. It certainly can be. But it, in most of these cases, it's people just fighting for the self-determination of Palestine. And I said more deliberate, dishonest, and war crime justifying conflation of Palestine with Hamas. Anyone arguing that saying so is somehow supporting terrorism is a bad person. Civilians matter wherever they reside and wherever their whatever their ethnicity. Shocking! That's a contentious statement today. Israeli assistant to the minister of national security caught caught urinating urinating talk right now urinating on five Palestinians that were killed or where they were killed. It's an it's a zoned off area where five Palestinians were just killed. He walks out of his way into the rubble to pee right where these Palestinians died. Wait a minute. We got a thing down here. The video of Charnel Doffman urinating on the spot where they died was taken in June 2023. Okay, well, that's good to know. The point is nonetheless that they... I mean, that's even really... What that really does is verify the fact that he was peeing where Palestinians died. I mean, quite frankly, he doesn't say that it happened bef- that that it happened just now. The point is to make it clear that a, a member of, of, of the... A minister for the national security of Israel is so... Just has so much hate for these people that he goes out and pees where they died. And then they confirm that, but just make sure you know it's in June. <laughs> I mean, it's just these people, man. I mean, it blows my mind. Again, we're not talking about Hamas. We're talking about Palestinians. Now, let's get into the more the more of the lies we have circulating. Now, we're already past two hours, so I'm going to try to kind of maybe wrap this up a little bit. I think I want to get to just this last part, then we might wrap. But after we already saw this story Walked back everywhere, guys. I mean, everywhere. Even, even CNN is saying we can't confirm the claims about babies being cut, heads cut off. Biden comes out yesterday and says, I personally saw, I have confirmed that I can see the terrorists being beheading children. That's what he said. Now, before I even say more, let's just listen to him first.
0: I really thought that I would see and have confirmed pictures of terrorists beheading children. I never thought I'd ever,
4: anyway.
3: You mean aside from the reports that you guys already put out about that happening in Syria, uh, the Kurds? or Yeah, but, but it's quite a lot. I never envisioned planes into buildings. Yeah, you did. You've talked about it before. But what the point now is about to make it seem like this is unprecedented. And realize this is a claim that's already been shown to be false. My point though is There are examples of this, at least being reported before. And I think in many cases in the past, it's also been shown to be false. The point is it's not something he's unaware of, but you know, I'm not gonna pretend Biden just might've forgotten. (laughs) That's also possible. uh,
6: but there are
0: countries in the region that are trying to be of some help, including Arab nations, trying to be of some help. So, uh.
3: And this guy's diminishing. Anyway. Wow. Can't believe that's on a just complete side note. That guy is absolutely lost. But first of all, even the time this is a Times of Israel article. The White House declares that Biden and other US officials have not seen or independently confirmed that they've depended, beheaded children. So just think about how dumb this is getting. So now Biden, for whoever's pulling his strings, gets him to go out there and say that I seen them. And the point is that, that becomes a fact in people's minds that already want to believe the story. Now, to be clear again, all that we're being told is we haven't confirmed them. So if it turns out to be true, then we can, if we then can confirm it, then that's when we should talk about it. Not right now. The point is that we don't know. And that that's enough to point out that all these people that have been trying to scream you down for that. It's a fact. Don't know that. And that's what matters. These aren't journalists. These are people trying to push a narrative with a story they never even cared to verify. And Biden just did the same thing. Here's the point. The White House says that they don't know that. And this was the article from Zero Hedge. The White House later walked back Biden's comments. Neither Biden nor the U.S. officials have seen the photos nor independently verified the reports. Didn't stop him from saying that, did it? Their president has been has has based his confirmation. Guess what? On allegations put forward by Netanyahu's spokesperson. So It seems to all stem from the same location, even though if they could prove it, they certainly would. Now, here is even CNN. And by the way, I think I have the tweet right here. Yeah. I think this is just, CC. thank you for sharing this. Israel cannot confirm the specifics. That's directly from CNN asking them. And Israel saying we can't confirm it. And here's CNN's tweet. Now, here's the same point. This came out on the 12th, guys. Israel cannot confirm these claims. Didn't stop them on the 11th from literally claiming it happened. Found, decapitated. Now, here's what's even more ridiculous. The whole decapitated part wasn't even part of the story. So it was reported that they had babies on, on being found, and they were on stretchers. She said 40 babies were pulled on stretchers. That was where it started from with, I think, I-12 News. Then that got flipped around into, because of a statement made by somebody else reporting on it. And I think I remember the statement was something like they're they're, they're cutting the head off the people. And he even come back. Me, I wasn't talking about the kids. I was talking about like an analogy that they're just they're cutting the heads off the, uh, the Palestinian pe- or, the, or the, uh, the Israeli people. And of course, because people who weren't doing their due diligence runs in and goes, they cut the heads off and they burn them. Apparently it just becomes whatever they want to say. I'm not trying to be insensitive here. My point is they could not prove it. And they're now being forced to go, oh, we don't know for sure. OK, it's CNN. Then why did you pretend you did on the 11th? Why does anybody listen to these people? It's amazing to me. Even Biden comes out and says it, and they go, oh, we don't know, though. I mean, my God. Is anything sacred to these people? And here this person comes out and says, the, the show me the decapitated babies crowd, and that's not what I'm saying, or really anybody. We're not saying show me. We're just simply saying we need some kind of verification that it's even real because of how much propaganda is flying around. Now, yeah, that could be images, which I don't want to see, but we need some kind of official confirmation. Like, my point is, right now, even if it was directly from a, an, an Israeli commander that said, I saw that, that would be some level of confirmation. The point is, all we have is somebody told her that, we don't even know who, and now they're all walking it back, even the Israeli military is saying we can't confirm it. So my point is, this guy is so over the top to make that the argument that anybody going, can't we don't we have any evidence? He's now, guess what, is dangerously close on the Venn diagram to there's no way 6 million Jews died. Oh, so now we're Holocaust deniers because we demand evidence for a a very serious claim in the midst of a war. Great job, Justin Hart. Another person that I'm losing respect for in this context for people that had what were making good work in COVID. How do people lose their objectivity in this conversation? I don't understand it. Here's Bell True, another one of the people that reported this that's already walking this back and trying to clarify. Saying, I just wanted to clarify. I did not tweet 40 babies had been beheaded. I tweeted that foreign media had been told women and children had been decapitated, but we had not been shown bodies, which my response to the reports, which had gone viral without evidence, by the way, around the world and back about the 40 babies. I realized my way, th- the way my tweet was written was too short to explain the full context. So I deleted it, you know, or really the point was she put it out as this is what's going on and then put it back because I realized it wasn't what was going on. My headline of the story references there were told the fathers were killed. Yeah, that's my point, because you didn't know that. Yet it got reported, and now you've deleted it. I mean, how many more examples do we need to prove all I'm saying is that it's not verified? So much so that they're pulling back their reports. I mean, there's a part of me that wonders if it's going to be proven correct in some way. And that will be the whole point is to get people to say we know it's false. And I'm not saying that. I'm saying we don't know. But even then, I'd be very suspicious about all this time if they start producing. We're going to get to points about that in a second. I shouldn't jump ahead. Here is the actual person who reported this, who on the 10th already walked it back. Here it was, and this is what this is the real report: 40 babies were taken on gurneys. That's it. Cribs turned over right back into the whole incubator story, right? That's what it feels like. Then she has soldiers told me they believed 40 babies were killed. The exact death toll and the information was on. Un- so we, she was she felt the need to reiterate that because people were misrepresenting the story. And I said, "She here's the journalist behind the unverified story about the baby's heads being cut off. That's being presented as entirely verified and proven. Making it clear that it's not; they're neither verified nor proven." Here's Sam Parker. Even though we just had this happen, even though the president of the United States just got fact-checked by his, his own White House, too late. It's already on Wikipedia, and that's how that works. Say it enough times, it becomes the reality. Who needs proof, right? 40 decapitated babies that's what's on wikipedia right now or at least it was and before they might have updated it but i have the archive is now officially enshrined in wikipedia corpses of 40 children have been discovered beheaded It's just, it's so stupid how this works, man. That's Wikipedia, and that's exactly my point about people pointing at stuff like this, is Wikipedia is not even allowed to be used as a source in college papers. You know why? Because it's absurd, and everybody knows that. But the government uses it to tell you what's going on in fact checks on YouTube and everywhere else, because it's controlled, guys. That's the point. It's not verifiable information. All it means is mass adoption. That rarely means the truth these days. Now, National File points out, media, Israel, all walk back the claims of the beheaded babies. Corporate media is walking back its unfounded claim that Hamas fighters beheaded dozens of babies during a murderous incursion into Israel. Now, doesn't shouldn't that make you at least also question what else we're being told about that incursion? It should, being objective. And the Israeli government not only says it can't verify the beheading rumors, but now is even refusing to investigate the claims altogether. That's as of today. That's their direct statements. Now, here's even CNN today regurgitating the same claims. Today. On the 10th, it was shown that it was unverified, and people already walked it back. Of course, CNN doesn't care. CNN's going to dutifully push the narrative just like they're supposed to. It's Embarrassing. Now, right side Fred, which, by the way, saying we should get him on the podcast, I thought that was a great idea. I'll I'll have to DM them or have them DM me. But they said, look, they posted this. Where's the evidence this actually happened? Now, the point is, if you read what the... It's, it's um, just the most disgusting, hate-filled vitriol for a very objective question. And the point is, that's how shock, atrocity propaganda is supposed to work. If that's what we're dealing with here. Which is, you're not allowed to question it, even without evidence, because how dare you? There you go. Now, he said, I posted this question a few hours ago. Some people were upset by this, which is never pleasant. No upset was intended. However... I have since been sent various links that, apart from horrifying, are, so- are sobering, to say the least. Asking questions can be informative. The point is, the idea, asking that question is the most objective reality. Like, we need to have evidence at the very least. Of course, we need proof. Now, here is what we're seeing. After this, so this is today, right? So, after all of that, so th- to almost well, well, two days have gone by. Already shown to walk back, even they won't confirm it. Now, we weirdly get a couple of random, like, this isn't the Israeli government doing this. It's not the IDF doing this. You get random people online. They're saying, this is the most difficult image I've ever posted. As we are writing this, we are shaking. We went back and forth and posting this, but finally we did. And this is what, okay, here's your proof. It's terrible. It breaks my effing heart to see a child that's been killed. But there's no context here. We don't know what happened. We don't know who killed the child. We don't even know who's there. How is that evidence of anything? And on top of that, I can show you 47 videos in a row showing you real-world acknowledgement of children being pulled out of rubble, not even to get into the UN telling you that children have been killed, or the BBC telling you 140 children have been killed in Gaza. My point is not to diminish any child being killed, but it's very weird to me that we get some random accounts that are posting this stuff. Well, actually, technically, it looks like it's got a gray check, so we'll see what this says. Oh, well, never mind. I take that back. This one is what the, the, where this one here actually, where was it? Wait a minute. There was a second one. Did I miss it? There it is. This is the one I was talking about. So this one is also a big account, but not, okay, there doesn't seem to be. So here's what's actually really interesting to me. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't notice that gray check, by the way. Welcome to the state of Israel's official Twitter. So here's what's interesting. They're not, they're refusing to investigate this claim. That's public. That's the statement they put out. And now, today, as of 9 o'clock this morning, they put out an image of a baby being killed. And I just think it's interesting that we are watching it happen on one side, and we have, like, why wouldn't there, I'm not, the idea of this happening is, is atrocious. But knowing that we've been lied to by this group already, way before this, we should wonder whether we're being manipulated right now. And then my point was, it's weird that we have another person post the same image with almost the same thing heavy heart that I post this, here's the proof that you're asking for. Nope. Is who is look, Is anybody honest denying that children have been killed in Israel? Or that women and civilians have been taken? My point is clearly that there's been atrocities committed. The idea is about 40 babies being head, beheaded and then burned in some kind of atrocity propaganda. That's what we're talking about. This, to me, simply confirms that there was Terrible things that happened in Israeli civilians when Hamas took over. If, by the way, we can prove that this was, in fact, what happened because of what they did and not something else or an old image. Again, if it upsets you that I ask those questions, you're unable to be objective because you're emotional. We should demand that we can prove anything. Now, here is where it gets more concerning because of how this is going forward. Remember the Chuck Costello post about the burned children, he told us, which is just kind of an overlap with the same story turned out to be adult-sized bodies, and it turns out they were Hamas members, according to Robert. Either way, it was stemming from the same story, and there was no evidence to back it up. One of which he deleted, by the way. But one, one person points out a good argument here, that when they're, it's burned, it becomes impossible to verify. So here's Ben Shapiro. Same argument, by the way. You wanted pictorial proof of dead Jewish babies? Here it is. You pathetic Jew haters. So wanting evidence of a crime makes you a Jew hater now. As long as you're questioning what he's telling you, apparently. Israel will minimize civilian casualties. So even admitting that they know they will have civilian casualties, you know why? Because they're not caring about what they aim at. Minimizing them is just his way of downplaying that they aren't even caring. They've told us that, if you care to listen. But Israel will not allow the pieces of human S-I-H-I-T who did this to live. Every ounce of blood spilled in Gaza is on Hamas. Now, this applies to the U.S. government and Israel, this case. When you are in a democracy, doesn't that mean every person has a right to a trial? Even if they're committed a crime. Even if it's an egregious crime. My point is the same thing happens to the United States government. Now realize what's even different about that is when it's the U.S. government, they're on over they're over another, some other country. So they really don't care. They just murder people and it's wartime. But this is inside of Israel. It's occupied Palestine. It's an occupied territory within of Israel proper. So my point is that you are... Not, I mean, not only are you engaging with a war within yourself, which is ridiculous in and of itself, but well, hold on, I just lost my train of thought. We're talking about the, the oh yeah, the, the idea that if you're inside of Israel, that then arguably means that these people have a right to due process, right? Regardless of how egregious their crimes are, if you're a democracy, it's an extreme point because I agree that if people are doing this, it makes them disgusting and they should be held accountable for it. But the argument is that if you're the moral side of the argument, that you should give them the rights they're afforded. Now, I'm, I'm quite frankly, I can make an emotional point. I'm not sure where I'd stand. If it was a, somebody in my family, right, I'd probably want them to be killed too. But then I would stand back and try to make myself a rational, moral person. But sure, I would probably struggle with that. The bottom line, though, is you can't present yourself as the moral side of this, a democracy and human rights, and then only apply that when you want to. That means you don't really care about it. But here's the point. Somebody says, how do you know that's a picture of a burnt Jewish baby? Fair question, right? Did, did somebody give you information about that? Now before, as the re- now people are probably already losing their minds about what I just said. Before you freak out, realize that this is a fake picture. It's not real, proven by an AI gen- gen- Im- uh, image. Uh, what would you call it? Auditor or you know AI or not? Basically, where you can use the image and it will tell you whether it's AI generated or not. Please use it and test it yourself. I've already tested it with multiple images, most of which tell you they're human, human made. This is generated by artificial intelligence. And interestingly enough, this person points this out. What's funny is even sing- is, is every single time I reverse image search this picture, it brings up the pictures of burned dogs, but also very odd the way that these hands in the picture look. Why are they fingers bent that way? You know why? Because AI historically has a really hard time with fingers. We've already seen this. And then somebody else points this out down here. This is, that's where I saw that. I did, I did the check myself. It's right there. Somebody used this to make the, made this picture with artificial intelligence, so it's not real provably, right in front of you. Do do it for yourself. I'll include the link. Did Ben check it? Did he care? Somebody probably who he knows sent this to him and said, here is an evidence of that. And he shared it because he believes the story. So bad journalism. Even if you think it's a real story, bad journalism. Because it doesn't matter. He's so emotionally tied to this or he doesn't care about the truth in any context, however you want to read it, that he'll put this out to sell his narrative. Even though you can prove it's false. You can look, I mean, look, it's it's very clear. Remember all those weird pictures they put out on, on, on Twitter with the weird, creepy fingers with those weird AI pictures? It's a pretty common thing. But I don't think you need to see more than that, right? Here, I mean, I can even just do it again if you'd like to see it. Use the image processing. Generated by artificial intelligence. And here, just to do it again for something else. Oops. Just to go out of my way to make sure people can see that we're, you know, here, we'll take that, uh, here, just like the Gaza background. Generated by a human. There you go. Check it all you like. The reality is clear. And it really blows my mind that we are in a position where people presenting themselves as the morally sound, morally superior, are the ones that are either being manipulated or lying about a really terrible story. And this person just pointing it out, Ben is lying about this story. Sad. Now, just to give you that example I was pointing out, this is from 2015. Kurdish fighters find an image of a baby girl being beheaded by ISIS terrorists. Now, this, as far as I could tell, turned out to be something that was wildly unverified. The point is, it was nonetheless used to push certain agendas. So it's almost like you can argue they just can't make up new stuff because they know people are outraged by this. But and also, let's also not forget that ISIS is completely created by the United States and Israel, by the way. I'll include this. You can watch the watch along with James Corbett. By the way, I'm going to be interviewing about this topic on Sunday, so keep an eye out for that. This is just the watch along part one, two, and three of the secret history of Al-Qaeda, which is overlapping with ISIS as well in 9-11, and which proves to you beyond a shadow of a doubt that Israel and the United States created this entity just like they did with Hamas to use against you. Now, also pointing out that coronavirus plus, she made this point earlier, right from the beginning, when 40 babies was the narrative, and he goes back to show you, oh, 40 babies again? Well, guess what? The reality is, that goes all the way back to the incubators and and Gulf War story. Right? Where she was crying. The point is, don't forget, that was the Kuwaiti ambassador's daughter Now we now know. She knew she was lying. And put on this real big show about how sad she was. And she cried. It was very convincing. So every time you see that and people are outraged, how dare you ask whether they're lying? Well, you should. We should be objective and wonder whether we're being played because they have no shame about what they will do to manipulate you. They lied. Look up the story. If you think it's a lie, the point is it's undeniable. The Kuwait story, the idea of the Gulf War, the putting babies out of the incubators in the cold floor and watching them die, that was one of the main things that drove people into this war. It was an entire lie provably, and he goes on to point plenty of other things out. Here's atrocity propaganda going back to World War I, showing children being impaled by on bayonets by the Germans, you know, and its point is that this is just trying to outrage people to sell you on a certain kind of narrative. Now, here is somebody that saw Biden talk, even though this is the same person I've already shown all the other stuff to, right? Although I showed the, the journalists walking back, I showed the corporate media saying we couldn't prove it. Biden comes out and says, I've seen it. This person simply goes, turns out they're true. See how this works? This is how people are. What? I simply said, because Biden said so, have you learned nothing? I mean, it just, it really does blow me away. Some response here. Let's see. Nope. Cope and seethe harder for evil, buddy. (laughs) See what I mean? They don't, don't, they don't care. Oh, look, here's, here's something. Jerusalem Post can now confirm based on verified photos of the bodies that the reports of babies being burnt and decapitated in Hamas's assault are correct. Okay, so I'm glad we pointed at this. Now, the point is this person can be shown everything we're talking about up until this point, continually shown, even showing you that the image of the burnt, decapitated baby that Ben Shapiro is showing is AI generated. And yet, because another post simply goes, we have been told it's been confirmed, now it's factual. Every step along the way, people are simply going along with what they're told. Let's look at it, though. Let's see what it says. I'm not even going to tell you what I think, but I bet you I'm right. Let's see what it says. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's not even an article. (laughs) Oh, wait. Is this it? No. Yeah. So this is like a live update page. All it says is IDF continues airstrikes. Wait, what? What? Hold on a minute. So they're not even posting a link. This is just directly from the Jerusalem Post saying they can confirm based on verified photos that we're not able to see that the reports of babies being burnt and decapitated in Hamas' assault are correct. And you you click on the link and it takes you here, which doesn't say anything about that, at least as I can see. Let's see. Wow. Look at that, guys. I mean, come on. This is ridiculous. So, look, again, my argument is that this is unverified just because Jer- Jerusalem Post says that with nothing that you can look at. It's the same as Biden saying that it's no different. And realize the president of the United States is a lot harder to realize is, is wrong than a, a news outlet that's wrong all the time. Not that Biden not wrong all the time. My point is that it, when it comes from the leader of the United States, it's people it's much harder for people to think, oh, he was wrong or lied to us but this is a corporate news outlet, an Israeli corporate news outlet. I mean, my God, what is wrong with people? As I've said, certainly could be, but I need something that I can prove. Now, how much you want to bet that that image they're talking about is that image? How much you want to bet? And it was an AI generated image that was sent out to lie to us because this isn't true. That's what my gut's telling me, but we need to wait for evidence. I mean, I only say that because of where we are right now with how many times this story feels and all the different things we've already seen we've been lied to about. Anyway, now I'm realizing I'm, I'm already, anyway, damn it. Now I'm already almost at three hours. I got kind of caught up in that. I didn't want to take this long on the show today, but I going to make, I'm going to end before three hours for sure. Now, this, this is another story, by the way, I think is important. First of all, this is just somebody posting what China is reporting about this, and the information seems to be heavily. Sh- uh, slanted towards the idea that there are I, I don't mean slanted in a, in a manipulative way, but that they're covering more of the Gaza atrocities than what happened in Israel. Now, I think based on the full body of evidence, it's overwhelmingly obvious that there's more death and destruction happening in Gaza right now. So, I mean, it, the, the point is that has to matter. Right. We, as I said before, if you're more outraged about a story about an individual person, than an entire city block being devastated with civilians and collective punishment, then you need to reflect on that. But the point is they all matter. Civilians matter anywhere. But this is somebody posting an image I thought was interesting, kind of just doing some kind of, you know, sleuth breakdown of this woman, right? Where they're saying that this is a gunshot, all this different stuff, right? I'm, st- I'm starting to wonder whether this even is the girl we're talking about. Because what again, what we just reported uh, that I, this is just what she's reporting to Newsweek. I, I imagine there's numerous reasons that she might say that, wishful thinking, hoping that they'll do something about it. So again, I question everything what Newsweek is reporting and what the mom of that woman is reporting is that she's alive and they found her in a hospital in Gaza. So I think it's really interestingly contradictory that these are supposed to be crazy animals. that are just going to remove murder her and do whatever they want. And yet they take her to a hospital. I just don't think that makes any sense whatsoever, but anything's possible. My point is if that's the case, it kind of contradicts the whole idea of all of this, that she was killed and that she was shot. I just think that's interesting. And it adds another level of doubt to the main structure of these stories. Or, as I said before, the one that was very early put around, of that woman that was upset. And it it made me me terrifying because clearly she's very scared. But she is literally wearing an IDF uniform, so that makes her a military target and literally is part of the IDF. So is a military target. Now, of course, for the ones that say, well, it's only terrorism, so therefore there is no such thing, just are trying to conflate things. And the bottom line is this is, in fact, an occupied territory, and they do have a right to armed rebellion. And that means military targets. Sorry, that's just simply the legal reality of the un- international law. For Those the screaming rules-based international order don't like when it doesn't work for them. But the point is that that is something we were lied to about. Civilians being taken, and yeah, I does seem that was happening, but that was not one of them. So what I think is interesting is all the main cases we were shown seem to be falling apart in a large way. Doesn't that strike anybody as odd? And again, even the general claim about people being raped, which doesn't shock me, I mean, doesn't surprise me. It definitely shocks me always, but it doesn't surprise me in the context of war because it always seems to happen, which is disgusting. My point is, all I've ever been saying is that the claim was unverified because it was. We couldn't prove it, but apparently that didn't matter to all the high-minded journalists of the world who blindly shared it with zero due diligence, but lots of outrage, of course. LA Times has retracted the allegations of rape and concludes, quote, such reports have not been substantiated. I mean, it's everywhere. Now, the point twofold is that one, all of them put it out without checking it, which is make, make sure you remember that next time for every corporate outlet, but then even it, that means it was so wildly unverified that they felt the need to pull it back, which rarely happens these days. And again, that's what made me a little bit suspicious. Maybe there's a reason. Question everything. Jackson Hinkle, who I reached out to recently, says they rape women, they were saying. Well, unsubstantiated claim that the LA Times retracted. True. Unsubstantiated is all he said. They killed that German girl. Well, turns out they're reporting she's alive. They put kids in cages. Well, it turns out those are Palestinian kids and we can prove that. They beheaded 40 babies. Well, Israel denied the claim. They're basically ISIS. Well, Israel literally backed ISIS in Syria, right? What else you got, right? The point is that we're very clearly being spun through, a, through a, a propaganda manipulation right now, which does not mean that's not happening. Here's a pretty upsetting video, right? But here's my point about this. This is a video, first of all, of what they're claiming are individuals from the music festival. I don't know that to be true. We also don't know that if these are IDF members or not, right? I mean, this guy literally is an IDF veteran who's reporting this. It's very common. Now, I will tell you that not literally everybody in Israel has to go in the IDF. I know there's different cases where they could do different things, but the point is a lot of them do as a kind of a routine. Like It's kind of like a college-level thing for in Israel for people. They can choose, I think, between the two, but I haven't looked at it in a long time. The point, though is that if they're IDF then yes that legally makes them a military target. And so the point is we don't know that. Now all that being said, here are people that are it, that are, are we're being told are hostages in Gaza. But since we're seeing this on the uh, the 12th that means they're still alive at least when they showed that, which then seems to continue to argue that they're hostages for a reason not to be murdered for no because they're animals, right? That's kind of the game they want to play. So let's watch this first so you can see the people. And this is terrifying. Like if this was your son, that it's horrible. Oh, I think I was going to play it here because there's no there's no uh, words really. That's why I forgot. They're playing that music, right? But so this guy's scared, you know. But I mean, rightly so. IDF members that have been manipulating Palestinians for 75 years, so they're worried they're going to do things back to them, right? But the point is, military targets. So if they're taken, that's that's, mil- that's that's allowed in the rules of war. If they're abusing them, that's a war crime. And they should be held accountable for that. Just like Israel should be. The way that they manipulate, rape, attack Palestinians in custody, which has been proven by the UN and human rights groups many times. Now, this guy right here, I guess, is the one that he's identifying right here. You know, it's just so just this is this up here. If if this is happening now, and this is a real video, this is, though it's showing you that there are people that are hostages. But I don't think anyone's disputing that, or nobody really should be. My real question, and it matters, is whether or not they're IDF members. And I think it continues to seem that's likely. That's all it really is. Just showing them on the ground, and hostages. Like, I mean, it looks like he was you got a you know black eye right there, but realistically. They don't look like they're being abused necessarily. But of course, people are going to be outraged about that because they're simply taken. The point is, I'm trying to be unemotional about this and report this objectively, which bothers people who want everyone to be emotional. Now he goes, this was Al Mog and his mother in happier days. So here's the guy. And here's that's what he's claiming he is right there. Now, actually, really quickly, I'll do this. I'm interested if anybody can tell me who they are. Right. If you know who they are, if you know whether or not they're IDF members, I think that matters from, from a journalistic standpoint. But in case you don't remember this, really quickly, if you never, ever... There's a lot of these, but here's just a reverse image search. Let's just see where if this image pops up anywhere. doesn't look like it. I was going to see if it had maybe like a page where they're talking about it. Yeah, for whatever. But so here's the image and here's the name. All we got is Olmog. So let's find out. If anything happens to them at all, it's a war crime. And people should be held accountable for it. Even though they're never going to pretend that I said that. Hamas rejects Western media outlets' unfounded allegations against Palestinian resistance. So another post coming from Hamas, which, take with a huge grain of salt, I, I wouldn't take any side's narrative about this right now at face value, but they claim, yesterday, we reject the accusations circulating by, Western, certain, by certain Western media outlets alleging misconduct by the Palestinian resistance against Israeli civilians. These claims are perceived as an effort to divert attention away from the gruesome crimes perpetrated by the Israeli occupation. The allies continue to disseminate unfounded accusations such as the involvement of the resistance in acts like beheading children and assaulting women. We, the Palestinian Islamic resistance movement, Hamas, vehemently denounce these unfounded claims and fabrications aimed at inciting against our people in a legitimate struggle. So, I mean, quite frankly, I think that from a Palestinian perspective, that's largely what I think most of them would argue, but you know, I, it, I again, there's a huge overlap here to Israel's involvement and what their actual intentions may be, and I don't know. I think it's very well possible that they could do everything they're they're accusing them of. But you know what I'm going to say next? We should demand evidence of anything we're talking about. That's just logical. Now we have this example, which, which is interesting. People in Israel right now seem very unhappy with this government right now because of what they're doing in Gaza which is a huge part of it, but also because of what's going on elsewhere. And people, that's my point about trying, the U.S. government is trying to present this unified Israeli front or people like Ben Shapiro and the rest of them. But right now, a lot of Israelis, a lot of Israeli Jews are very unhappy. And I mean, those in two different categories are very unhappy with the Israeli government. And this is, wow, This see this video. Israeli minister is kicked out of a hospital by angry doctor for destroying the country. Looks like Netanyahu is going to get the Tony Blair treatment. Here's a recent article from the 8th of October. For years, Netanyahu propped up Hamas. Well, what do you know? Now it's blown up in our faces. Something you're not going to hear from people like Ben Shapiro. This is what a lot of Israelis, including Israeli media, are thinking. Doesn't that matter to the conversation that they think Netanyahu is re- part of why Hamas is the way they are? Come on. Clearly, that matters, guys. Here's the video. One of them. That woman in the black is a member of the government. Interesting. Kind of looks like what we're dealing with, doesn't it? Where Americans are screaming at our politicians at every chance we get because we're being manipulated. How about we start to realize that aside of the, the Shapiros of the world and all the screechers on Twitter, that most people are likely in the same position right now. That we as... Average people, not the governments, not their manipulators, recognize that governments are messing with our lives. I think that's important. Here's another one. This says the lady says you are responsible. Go home. You're just interfering, preventing this country from finding a way to go forward. That they're talking about what's going on right now. The medic, you destroyed this country. Get out. It's it's our turn now. It's our turn now. Left, right, one country without you. Destroy. You destroyed the country. That's incredible. No, there was, uh, I think the other one's listed right beneath it. Same point. Here's, here's the other video. Oh, wait. Oh, come on. I swear I had that. Same general point, but I swear there was two of them. Hold on. Yes, right here. Oh, it's in it's, it's Israeli as well. The, the point is... People are screaming at the at the people in power in many different circumstances, but that wasn't the one I was looking for. There was another one, but oh well, I'm not gonna waste the time to try to find it. Wait, here, here it is. I thought I downloaded that. Let me see. Yeah, right here
4: wow
3: very unhappy All over the place. And it says another Israeli minister, this time the transport minister, violently chased away from the Tel Aviv hospital. This one just says hard pictures from Sheba, a confrontation between the civilians and Sarah uh, Mary Regev, who is in her car. I mean, what is clearly this shows you that people are very unhappy with what's going on. Now, let's not let's wrap very quickly here with the UK also sending their Navy ships and spy planes now to support Israel. So this is alarmingly slipping out of control. If this goes any further, I'm telling you, we're going to see other powers get involved and this won't be able to be pulled back. It just it. This is I'm in no way trying to alarm people. But we're, and this is being forcefully driven forward by people like the Shapiros of the world, by people like the government of Israel, who are pushing this in a direction that is guaranteed to cause fallout, which will be guaranteed to bring other countries in. I mean, right now, if Israel went in with a ground incursion and tried to take these people out and literally tried to avoid civilian casualties, you could argue that people would let it happen. But if they continue to carpet bomb the area and we see hundreds and thousands of people get hurt, 200 plus children, as the number continues to grow, it's not going to go on much longer. And what's going to happen is they're going to continue to act because they're being murdered and they're going to act even harder and then people are going to be forced to come in. We need to stop that from happening. We need to make sure whatever you think is going to make a difference, whether you think voting or protesting or speaking to your politicians, we need to make sure they're aware, even though I don't think they care what we think, that we do not support war or the rationalization of genocide in any context. Now, again, just because I don't want to go, I don't want to go this long today, and this will take another 30 minutes for me to go over. I will get to this more in depth. But again, I'll include this. This is just the general point about whether people think this might have been allowed. She's simply saying, as an Egyptian intelligence official said, Egypt gave them notice, which, by the way, is, is now being confirmed by, even though this guy got something egregiously wrong the other day, this, this I have confirmed this as well, that Egypt has reported that they warned them three days before. Very telling. We have the video of the, of the incursion itself, which basically shows near zero people until the very end. Again, we know, again, that's this video here, actually, that we know. Well, this one here. Yeah, this is a great video from Josh, uh, Sham- Josh Walkos, where it's an older video where they're talking about the installation of the very fence they broke through. And what it says, it's impenetrable. There's sensors everywhere and nothing can get through. And then this happens. It just kind of speaks to the idea that either they lied about that or this was allowed to batman for some, to some degree, for some reason. Question everything. Now, here is the Iran Tassim agency. Citing its sources in the Palestinian resistance. Now, great assault. Iran would have every interest to make this claim, or the government, the paper, or Iran would, saying that they, they're collaborating with the Gaza resistance in transmitting information about the state of the army. Now, what that means is they're in communication with Hamas. Now, knowing the tie back to Israel's government, maybe that's what's going on here. Sensitive, they, they gave them information, sensitive areas, and even directed Hamas during the penetration, according to that agency, which is hard to verify. But it's very telling. Again, we have the images of, oh, by the way, if you haven't seen it, this that huge one of all the people air gliding, which doesn't mean they don't have the capability to air glide. Even Robert was saying that was happening. But that this video has turned out to be a video from Egypt. I mentioned that on AM Wake Up. That doesn't mean there's other, other, but this video is false. The point was, this one of them on that weird little cart with the, um, not the hang glider necessarily, but the one with the wheels and the, the big fan behind it. Look at the overlap here between who they're claiming are Hamas and the exact uniforms they're wearing and what the IDF looks like. Certainly could be an overlap. Quite frankly, when I've ever seen Hamas, they don't look like that. So hard to know. Maybe they dressed up in IDF. That, that was actually what what's-his-name tried to claim, per reports, that they simply just used other uniforms. And it's certainly possible. But again, that's an easy thing to say when you want to hide the fact that you're just pushing your people out and claiming somebody else, if that's what happened. Lastly, we have the images, again, more confirmation about the interesting overlap of how they moved the location of the actual event of that, the, the big festival that became a big focus here. The location of the music festival was changed two days before. 260 killed, they claim, with 600 missing. He says, for me, it all sounds like the biggest false flag operation to kill scared victims and ignite a war. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it smells fishy. That's just his opinion. This is the film producer and director of Ukraine on Fire. He goes on to say, Universo Polero was not originally intended to take place at this area, with organizers moving into the location only two days before it started. And he got the links beneath it from oh, mainstream articles, if you want to read about it. When another site in southern Israel fell through. The new site, at the area, with a pair of stages, with the Israeli producer artifacts playing in the main stage when the attack started. Gaster was told that the attackers closed the road into the festival from both sides so no attendees could escape. He goes, now read 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 now read this to the connect the dots. Again, yeah, his point is the Hamas point, right? So if you know that they're the ones that have let for in 2019, he said that he's pointing out the Hamas overlap. So it begins to be very suspicious about why this was being set up and why it was allowed to happen. If that's what you think. And then here are the people that look like police members to me. Some people say in the security, but those, you know, exactly like the police member we just saw in in Israel saying this person's arguing that Hamas wasn't targeting civilians. That the IDF were engaging from within the civilians and it was crossfire. Now it's hard to tell. You can see them and it, look. And to me, it could look either like they're trying to protect them or use them as cover. It's for you, for you. Oh, get a little more view here. It's up for you to decide. But either way, at least what we could see does not really look like what we're being told. But it's hard to say. There's a lot going on. But with all that we seem to know, there's a lot to question as well as if you want just another logical reason of why they might want to take the Gaza, all of Gaza. Turns out, in 2019, the unrealized potential of Palestinian oil and gas reserves. (laughs) Oh, what do you know? Oil and natural gas resources in the occupied Palestinian territory could generate hundreds of billions of dollars for development. Hmm. Maybe that's turned into something necessary. What do you think? Finally, again, the idea that Mossad is now blaming Huawei. Now, unfortunately, I couldn't find that this thread that I wanted to talk about. I wasn't probably going to get to it today anyway, but the thread was important. Somebody had theorized about this, and I'm going to find it. I want to give this guy credit because he put this out a while ago, arguing that this might have been, if you think it was really just a failure, why it might have happened. So they're blaming Huawei. Hamas used Huawei, they say. This is what I was talking about before this ever came out to uh with west with no western back doors that completes switching the blame to the new axis of evil russia china iran so what he's kind of saying is they could just use that argument to blame that this is kind of a full circle wrap into the bad guys they want you to look at but it could also simply mean if you believe it was a failure that the idea that because of trump's actions toward huawei and their the whole setup that they were forced to change things as which is what happened they, they've created their own operating system and then allowed some kind of opening that, that maybe Mossad didn't see. But, you know, it's a stretch, man. I find I, it's a stretch. I find I find it what he's saying. Well, this is Pep Escobar, by the way. I find it much more likely that this is what he's kind of alluding to. That this is more of a narrative that justifies that the only reason it happened is because of what China and Iran and Russia did. So you can leave it there and you can decide for yourself. I think there's more than enough evidence today and every day we've talked about this to show you, as usual, that Palestinians are being ignored, that their lives are being taken in real time. And there's a bunch of complete genocide whitewashers out there acting like we're bad people for caring about Israeli civilians just as much as we care about Palestinian civilians. They don't care about one side of the story. And every time we want to say that this side matters too, they want to redirect outrage and call you a bad person for caring about the other side. Think about how disgusting that is. Please help me stand up against this. Find the courage to stand up for people that need your help. Even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's the very group that people will call you a racist for supporting, if you believe that they're the right or they have the right to say what they're saying or do what they're doing, find the courage to stand up for it. Or in any other topic going forward for the rest of your life, find the courage to stand up for what's right, even if it's difficult. We need more of that today. Thank you for tuning in. I love you all. As always, question everything
4: come to your own conclusions stay vigilant <laughs> אלא, לא
0: בול לראות בול
4: לטלטלית.
2: לא. בימי לטלטלית כפרה. מימוני, לא. לא. אני אני תילמת את זה? אה, זה סרטון! הנה, תרוצו לפנות אותו. בטח שתילמתי את זה.
4: וואו, חגו למישהו
0: were convinced that Israel had a hand in uprooting them. After the Iraqi Jews were convinced that Israel had a hand in uprooting them. After the 1948 war, there was mounting popular hostility towards the Jews in Iraq. Five bombs exploded in Jewish sites. The series of bombs created a panic which led more and more Jews to register leave the country. I met an elderly friend of my mother's, uh, an Iraqi Jew called Yaakov Karkukli, who had been in the Zionist underground. One member of his group, Yosef Basri, a very, very intelligent uh, Jewish lawyer, and his assistant, Shalom Saleh Shalom, were responsible for three out of the five bombs. Basri's controller was an Israeli intelligence officer named Max Binet who was based in Tehran.